Warning, some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. Thursday, February 3rd, 2022. Greetings and welcome to the nausea, the never-ending nausea that is Neil Young. Huh? Is that like the never-ending story? Like, who, who's a Treyu? Hey, is, hey, is Neil Young a Treyu? For me, for me, I got, I got, a, I got, I got some words for you, Neil and Joni Mitchell and all you old aging hippie fucks. There are a million reasons to leave Spotify. Joe Rogan is not one of them. Yeah, <laughs> he's not. Yeah, he's not just so you know, uh, Neil and the rest of you, a Southern man don't need you around anyhow. Yeah, that's what that's what uh, Ronnie said. So Skinner, Skinner got had it right from the beginning. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's what the meme says. Yeah. But anyway, before we get into that, uh, I wanted to talk a first right out of the rip. <laughs> Doug, Doug uh, is obviously in. Uh, I, I, I am, he, he's clearly <laughs> popping poppers popping, on the podcast. I am popping. <laughs> I am popping my plastic. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> right out of the gate, I would like to say rest in peace to Mr. John Zazula. Boom, boom, boom. Now, a lot of people don't know who he is. If, um, if it were not for him and his wife, a lot of people would not know the name Metallica. He started Megaforce Records. His wife passed away last year. I believe she had cancer. And he passed away day before yesterday. Cause of death hadn't been released yet. But my God. The a titan. A giant in metal. Um, kick the fucking door down for metal. Wasn't there anthology metal up your ass? Or was that primarily Metallica? I know, that, I know they had an anthology that pretty much fed into what the big four ended up being. But Megaforce was a a record company started by John and his wife, Marsha. They started a record company because of Metallica. He heard a demo tape of Metallica in 1982, which I think was metal up your ass or metal militia. Yeah, yeah it was. Well, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Doesn't uh, matter. Actually, it was, it was called something else, but well, mm-hmm. we, no, it does not matter. Not no for this story. Leather, probably. But anyway, he got a hold of the demo of Metallica. He invited them to New York. If you don't know the story, it is a it's it is a great story. He put every penny that he had um, from his record store. He had a record store in a flea market uh, called Rock and Roll Heaven, and he put every penny, even uh, to the point of almost being homeless, every penny he had into Metallica, trying to get them started as a band trying to get him gigs in new york had him sleeping on his floor he was a metal house. hipster he was into metallica He's, before it was cool exactly and and he did the same thing with anthrax and a, a just a lot of a lot of history there and i just want to say rest in peace to him because if if it was not for him uh metal would be a lot different looking now than than it is and I mean, I'll, I'll personally say with without Metallica, um, I would not be the music fan that I am. I mean, they're directly responsible for uh, the awakening I had. And this was closer for me. It was about 
Uh, 92, 93. And, uh, my, my sister just randomly comes to my room, you know, and says, Hey, uh, this album's all right. I just don't care about it anymore. and Don't really want to listen to it. Do you want it? It's full of the devil. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the black album. And so I listened to the black album. And then the next day, just went to turtles and threw down every little bit of the money I had for everything before the black album. And my God, I mean, I just, I remember my, my mind was blown uh, I, because up to that point, all I had listened to was country music. Well, kill them all and ride the lightning were recorded on Megaforce. All I know is, and those two albums, I mean, my God, man. I mean, that's the birth of metal, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's of speed metal. All I know is without him, uh, I would probably be a wigger or like into EDM. And so <laughs> I, I owe a big, a I own a big portion of my life and my life's work and gratitude to him. Yes. More than For, EDM, I think I'm curious about the wigger gem. <laughs> I have the EDM gem. Well, no, you know how like the Christmas story, the ghost of the Christmas past uh, and future and all that shit oh, yeah. are like, oh, this is what it would look like if you were never al- born at all. Um, if metal was never born at all. What else do you, you're, you're, we're all wiggers. <laughs> Rolling here. It's called a joke. <laughs> Any, I know, okay. but I would love to see you as a wigger. That would no, be funny nobody as hell. It's, moving it's on. Atrocious. Moving God on. Damn. Let's anyway, run that one into anyway the rest ground. in peace. John Zazula. <laughs> you were the shit. <laughs> now, now let's get to another uh, piece of news that's happening this week that a lot of people are just learning about it's in the crypto space Mm. and about i guess it was november i started i i started looking at this thing called wonderland time and what it is is a dow now but people people don't know what a dow is it's a decentralized autonomous organization and basically what it is is it's not it's like, like all crypto it's decentralized. It's not backed by any country. The the governance is supposed to be within the community. You mean there's no crypto chair? So so uh, basically, uh, Tom Wonderland was an investment where you could invest your money and compound the interest on a daily basis. And some friends of mine in Florida and a couple other friends of mine in Texas and schemers and, and myself we were we started watching this thing and it was very interesting there was people making a shitload of money so i was like okay i'll i'll throw a grand in this you know so we put our money in and ever since the day that i put my money in i've not made one penny of profit and have been losing money every day which really bums me out because i was really looking forward to start calling you dougie two stacks yes and this week it came out that one of the founding members of this dow wonderland time is a fucking felon that crashed the canadian crypto market Wow, sweet. What a guy. What a uh, guy. Is that what all the truckers are pissed yeah. off about? Now, this guy's in charge <laughs> of the treasury of Wonderland Time. The really? money. The treasury. That sounds somewhat it, problematic. Now, the treasury had built up to $1.2 billion. A thousand of it mine. <laughs> Don't forget that. A thousand of that $1.2 $1. $2 billion. You had mine. a piece of that pie. I guy. had a piece. And... 
and we were all promised these, you know, your money would be compounded. And it basically, uh, we were promised that in a year, I, you could take $1,000 and turn it into over a million bucks mm, in a year. Almost too good to be true. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, well, fuck, if I took a thousand, turn it into 20 grand in a year. That's insane. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way that was my thought. I was like, I don't need, you know, if it makes a million great, but if it makes 20,000, holy shit, I made it 20,000 bucks off a thousand dollars in a year. Well, where else are you going to do that? Not the fucking stock market. Yeah. No, the crypto so any, bug bit Doug. Anyway. Yes. The crypto bug bit me. And, and it, it ended up radioactive it, in the bad way. And it bit me and it bit me hard. And I, and now I have wounds. Now I have deep wounds. I think my, I think my original thousand dollars the last time I looked is worth seventy four dollars. Oh at this my point. god! I'm glad we're in a basement now, and not somewhere where, uh, where you can jump off. Now of. this is the crazy thing about all of this whole story. Uh, there were in Twitter and Reddit and all these. I mean, they were death threats and all this shit against the the founder, the guy that's the actual founder. I believe in this guy. That's why I invested in it. Mm -hmm. Now, with him making the decision to hire a felon to run the treasury, that makes me not trust him as far as decision making. Now, for computers and, and, and being doing nerd shit, I trust him all the way. I trust him all the way with the nerd shit. Yeah. It's just the money part he don't get it he don't really get it see and from what you told us the unfortunate thing is many of this person's followers went to him and were like hey dude you might want to look into this guy and not let this stuff leak you well, need to actually well the guy's name is daniele sestagali that's mm-hmm. the guy that started okay wonderland time and his twitter feed all week i mean he he's been leaving <laughs> He left things on Twitter when when the shit really hit the fan and shit started going down. And they had what was called a liquidation cascade. And what that means is some big fucker sells a shitload of of uh, Wonderland time. The price starts going down. And then the people under them, it gets below their threshold. They start selling. They start selling. And it was it was a cascade. It was just yeah, like it was a, a sell-off. It was a fucking, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. I'm sitting here watching it, and I'm like, oh, my God, there goes all my money. And um, yeah, I'm, I watched it. I had like three hours. Yeah, like any, fucking any, any, three any, hours. Anybody that's been in crypto, not even this fancy <sighs> shit, all was seeing the same thing yeah. happen. The entire crypto market yeah, fucking crashed. Yeah, but, but this was a lot worse than that because of the, it was because of the felon news, you know? Yeah. It was all the shit that was on top of it. And so <laughs> Daniele, uh, rightfully so was getting a lot of death threats. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't people, fuck with people's money. People had lost yeah. millions. I yeah. mean, people had lost millions of dollars and they were pissed. And so, and I felt sorry for the guy. I wanted to like tell him, you know, look, man, I'm pissed. Don't get me wrong. I'm pissed, but I still believe in you. I'm not. I'm not mad at you. You know, uh, you're just a a geek that made a bad decision to hire a felon. Now, this is what's so crazy about it. The guy that he hired has done nothing wrong at Wonderland Time. He hadn't stole any money. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything. It was just someone in the 
Twitter Twitter sphere found out that he was a felon yeah. and threw you, it out there. Yeah, you can't hide on the internet. And Your past will it. come back to bite you yes. in the ass. That's kind of the downside of this whole crypto thing. Is yeah. it naturally attracts people that are already a little bit off of yeah. the regular system. Right. right. So well, hackers. They're you know they're, they're mm-hmm. it's basically hackers. Yeah. So, so surprise, no, bummed, yes. Uh, something else will take its place, and this will all re- reinvent itself, and it'll it'll. The thing with crypto is that this type of thing, um, because I don't want to get in the weeds, because our listeners probably don't know what the fuck we're talking uh, about. No, no, I'm not. I'm not but, going in the weeds. But just... this, this, uh, this super, it's so volatile. Oh yeah, and that's why I pulled all my shit out months ago, and I'm not even looking back because the market is hot garbage right now. Uh, there's not a good thing going. Um, <laughs> thanks a lot, Obama. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that's well just kinda... for anybody out there that is into crypto. I will give you one, one uh, place you can put your money and make money right now, and it's called the Drip Network. And uh, and the way they work, but also uh, in case of the SEC is listening, uh, this is not financial advice. <laughs> this is not financial advice. <laughs> we Jesus are only Christ. three morons <laughs> sitting yeah. in a basement. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as all, like like all the fuckers that push everything on YouTube. You know, all of those guys, that shit should be illegal. Now, this is not financial advice. Don't, I'm not a financial advisor. Holy shit, you got to get into this. This <laughs> shit is the bomb. I made $50,000 last week. That's the way they do it. And that shit should be illegal. Totally not do that now with his drip. Yeah. Theory. I mean, oh, no, I- no, I'm saying drip. <laughs> now, 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 like I said, I'm not a financial advisor or any of that shit. No. But the drip network. <laughs> The, the way the drip network works is oh, they actually charge fees. You get feed. You know, you have to put 10% up to put your money in there. Yeah. So when it crashes, you really want to kill that motherfucker. Uh, and you never get your money back. <laughs> My whole point is, is uh, invest in whatever the fuck you want. Uh, your money gained or your money loss isn't my fucking problem. Yeah. Um, but it, don't invest in Wonderland time. Yeah. Now that's some advice that we can give. Our money <laughs> advice is do not invest in anything you're not already prepared to lose. <laughs> that's our My you know, advice investment. is don't invest in anything I invest in. There you go. <laughs> there you there go. go. So that whole drip network thing? Yeah. Scrub Forget it from about your it. brain. Scrub it. There you go. Scrub now that. we're back on track. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was my crypto news for the week. Yeah, I think yeah. everybody's got some crypto news yeah, you over know. the past couple of weeks. It's oh, been yeah, a disaster. No well, let, dude, let's jump back on the Spotify thing. Yeah? Okay. Okay. Well, r- before we get into all that, we got to let the listeners know, this is a little bit different show because we just got done recording an interview with one of Arona's friends, Karen, who is a concerned parent um, here locally that was, uh, that shared with us some information that was quite alarming about our local school, school board and the people that are fucking running it. And that's going to be at the end of the episode. So if you're, if you're coming to this episode to find that interview, hop on down about 30, 40 minutes before the end of the show and, uh, check that out. And for regular casual listeners, just stick with us and it'll eventually get you there. Now back onto the show. I mean, uh, any any of you listeners will find it interesting, though, because it really does pertain to you and the situations that might be going on in your school board. Uh, so just things to, to keep an open mind about. All right. I think all of our appropriate service announcements, announcements have been made. Back on to Spotify, because this was some shit that was also making uh, a bit of news while the uh, entire stock market was crashing. 
Neil Young has officially uh, nuked himself off the planet of relevancy, which I thought he did like 30 years ago. Yeah, I was actually quite shocked to hear he that he and was, Joni Mitchell. It's like yeah, Joni Mitchell. Who I haven't heard a Joni Mitchell song since I was like six. Uh, but I do have something to say about Neil Young. This is crazy. All right, they said that he's losing seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year from Spotify. Now I highly doubt that. That's what they said. That's what they said. Who are, was, who are these they? Because I don't they're know probably who they, they are. You they're, know who they they're are. They're probably staking crypto. Well, they're all, yeah, they're all fucking I'm curious, coke and off of, you know. I'm curious if all that money is his money or if it's his record company's cut of what he would be. Yeah, because no. they're also saying crazy shit like, Spotify stock has lost $4 million since uh, Neil Young came out and pulled his music off of Spotify, which is bullshit. It's bullshit. Did they lose that money during that time? Yes. But how much money were they losing weeks and months before? Because everyone's losing money because inflation plus Biden being a retard plus the stock market crashing kind of does that to everybody across the board. Neil Young just happened while the thing was already on a downward trend. So it's just another clever way of saying... This is factual, but not truthful. You know, yeah. you know, Neil Young could be my hero right now if he'd have pulled his fucking shit off of there for the right reason. That mm-hmm. he's not getting fucking paid. That Spotify doesn't pay him for fucking playing his music. So if more bands would band together and pull their shit off of Spotify, not because of Joe Rogan, but because Spotify does not pay them royalties at a reasonable fucking well, rate yeah do that do that agreed but that's the that's that that should be the outrage first and foremost though go fuck yourself anybody who was considered an old school liberal who is backing any of this shit i mean fuck fuck both uh you know uh neil young and uh also uh said her name just a moment ago Joni Mitchell Joni Mitchell Crosby Stills Nash there's a lot of them now are you serious right now I mean part of being an old school liberal is that you do not back censorship of any form for any fucking reason yeah yeah, surprise surprise they weren't principled they're full of shit they're hypocrites that's a tired old road I expect more of them to be uh, exactly this way you say something I don't agree with, I'm going to go against all my principles. It's, it's, it's what's been happening. It's what's going to continue to happen. But there's one thing in particular about the whole Neil Young thing. And we are a conspiracy theory friendly mm-hmm. show around here. I want that to be known <laughs> up front. So I'm about to spread some fucking misinformation. <laughs> so Spotify, um, I would also like to let it be known that Neil Young is leaving Spotify because of our podcast being on Spotify because we say shit that can't be backed by anything other than reason, logic, and simple understanding of life. Um, this is something I share with you, Arona, but I don't think you've seen it. So what better time than now to put it right up out here? All right, let's go down this fucking rabbit hole about old Neil Young. If you Google did Neil Young sell his music, you can find this CNBC article. Neil Young sells 50% of his publishing rights to his entire song catalog to UK Investment Fund. The deal gives Hypnosis the rights to the worldwide copyright and income interest of 1,180 songs composed by Young and has been reported to have cost around $150 million. So 50% to UK Investment Fund Hypnosis. In October of 2021, Blackstone and Hypnosis Song Management launched $1 billion partnership to invest in songs 
songs, recorded music, music IP, and royalties. Interesting. Blackstone is an American alternative investment management company who, interestingly enough, in 2020, announced the appointment of Jeffrey B. Kindler, former chairman and CEO of Pfizer, as senior advisor. Now, I don't know the answer to this, but did Neil Young independently make the decision to try and blackball Joe Rogan for questioning Big Pharma in the government narrative? Or was it a team decision with the multi-billion dollar investment firm who also owns a big chunk of his music? If you Google did Neil Young Ah, so this the plot thickens. Interesting. Yeah. Is Neil Young such a, a hippy-dippy activist that he wants you to be shot in the arm with some big pharma shit, which is obviously what we would typically come out here and say, freedom of choice, I thought that you were a freedom, you know, rocking the free world. Or is his grand overlords that owns his ass says, we need to make a statement out of this. And Neil Young, you're expendable. So get out there and fucking make a muck. I don't know. We don't gave know. you 150 mil. Yeah, you, we own you, so you have to go do this. I'm just saying. Yeah, that uh, that's the land I prefer to live in. Is the hmm? Well, ain't that something? Well, you know that's happening all the way across the board. Yeah, people selling their publishing. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, Motley Crue just sold all of theirs. Yeah. Well, to, yeah, everybody I mean, does that. Yeah. But to me, once you release your art, and especially not that it, not that the amount of time that has passed matters, but especially if it's decades old, what right do you have to dictate where and when and how it's played or listened to? Right. You've already sold that shit. Yeah, you sold the rights. Yeah. yeah. So so again, I ask, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, maybe it's not Neil Young. I don't think it has fuck all to do with Neil Young or Joni Mitchell. I yeah. think that it was I now, do I think that Neil Young is probably a pro-vaxxer and probably does believe that Rogan um, is spreading misinformation? I, sure. I don't see that being a big stretch that Neil Young's a giant fucking pussy. He always has been. Uh, the difference is, is now he's got the, the, the fucking, the hullabaloo, the, he's got the fajol of like someone's grandmother. He's irrelevant now. Yeah. Like simple things make him upset these days. Well, and I've heard people bring up of both him and Joni Mitchell and anyone else uh, from the same period of time that they grew up during a period of time that they had to worry about polio, which is not at all a direct, you know, correlation between uh, polio and fucking COVID. Nah, bro. COVID is basically polio. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's a misinformation. (laughs) That correlation does not matter and therefore makes their, you know, the reason that they are getting up in arms even dumber. So I I do not understand that argument at all. No, it's a whole giant pile of retardation. Uh, which I'm here for. Don't get me wrong. I'm not uh, opposed to things being stupid. Um, Rogan's going to be fine. Spotify's going to be fine. They'll shake this off like a bad case of fleas. Even Crosby, Stills, Nash, and everybody else that's jumping on. Look, if you actually want to affect change this way, which is the gayest way ever, because it's called the internet. People can just go to another platform and find it. And if you are so upset that you are just pulling every way of uh, listening to your music, well, then you're just going to fade into obscurity and the world's just going to keep on moving on anyway. So this is the dumbest thing to do. But if we were going to go down this road, you would need a Taylor Swift. 
you would need a Metallica. You would need somebody that actually has even just a smidge of relevance at this point with the numbers. Bring back CDs and this would be fucking irrelevant. Well, they wouldn't fucking matter because then... It wouldn't, you know, you could just well, what listen would, to what whatever would, music you want to listen to whenever you want to listen to no, it. No, Doug, because where the fuck would you listen to it? And not be fucking strung up by corporate masters. Well, on the CD. That's why he said bring back CDs. No, but <laughs> what ha- What still has a CD player? That's true. That's my whole fucking well, point. Well, download the shit. <laughs> okay, Same we're thing. back to the internet. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, if you download it, you ain't got to deal with fucking Spotify. You ain't yeah, got to deal right. with Apple Music. Yeah. You ain't got to deal with none of that shit. Yeah. Download your music. Look, people, music is not free. It's not free to make. It's not free to promote. It's not free for a band to get out on the road and play in front of you. That shit is not free. And it's not free even it's, if you're just listening to it on Pandora. It's and, being paid for somehow. Yes, but no but the artist is not getting that money. Yeah. There, there's they're not getting that money. So look, it, uh, Spotify, and, uh, y'all know how I feel about all these fucks. They can all fucking just peel off and fuck off. Yeah. All of them. But the Apple Store. Apple Store, you can still download shit. Can't download shit off of Spotify, not that I know of. You can stream can't download. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I mean, dude, it's a it's a fucking it's a racket. It's it's a fucking mm-hmm. racket by big tech companies that uh, just Apple Apple started the shit. I mean, yeah. I fucking I love Steve Jobs. God bless you, man, but you fucked us. You fucked us really <laughs> good. You fucked every musician on this fucking planet. And for now, yeah, sure. Everybody says for now, I'll be dead in fucking 15 years. It's going to be go on for the rest of that. You know, I mean, so yeah, shit changes, you know, but I I do have a question for both of you based on this issue uh, with Rogan. And that is, do y'all think it's a cuck move? Like everyone's saying right now that they're even kowtowing a little bit by putting a warning at the beginning of his show. So I was going to get to that because old Mr. Baldy face over here came out and put out a nine and a half minute long Instagram. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying my best message and uh, I'd like to play a little bit of that and we can discuss. And I agree with it. Hello, friends. I wanted to make a video to address some of the controversy that's been going on over the past few days. And first of all, to say thank you to everyone that sent love and support. I truly, truly appreciate it. You're welcome, Joe. And it's been very nice to hear from you. I want to make this video, first of all, because I think there's a lot of people that have a distorted perception of what I do, maybe based on sound bites or based on headlines of articles (laughs) that are disparaging. Um, The podcast has been accused of spreading dangerous misinformation, specifically about two episodes, a little bit about some other ones, but specifically about two, one with uh, Dr. Peter McCullough and one with Dr. Robert Malone. Dr. Peter McCullough is a cardiologist and he is the most published physician in his field in history. Dr. Robert Malone owns nine patents on the creation of mRNA vaccine technology and is at least partially responsible for the creation of the technology that led to mRNA vaccines. Both these people are very highly credentialed, very intelligent, very accomplished people, and they have an opinion that's different from the mainstream narrative. I wanted to hear what their opinion is. I had them on, and because of that, those episodes in particular... Uh, those episodes were labeled as being dangerous. 
they had dangerous misinformation in them. The problem I have with the term misinformation, especially today, is that many of the things that we thought of as misinformation just a short while ago are now accepted as fact. Like, for instance, eight months ago, if you said, if you get vaccinated, you can still catch COVID and you can still spread COVID, you would be removed from social media. They would they would ban you from certain platforms. Now that's accepted as fact. If you said, I don't think cloth masks work, you would be banned from social media. Now that's openly and repeatedly stated on CNN. If you said, I think it's possible that COVID-19 came from a lab, you'd be banned from many social media platforms. Now that's on the cover of Newsweek. All of those theories that at one point in time were banned were openly discussed by those two men that I had on my podcast that have been accused of dangerous misinformation. I do not know if they're right. I don't know because I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I'm just a person who sits down and talks to people and has conversations with them. Do I get things wrong? Absolutely. I I get things wrong, but I try to correct them. Whenever I get something wrong, I try to correct it because I'm interested in telling the truth. I'm interested in finding out what the truth is. And I'm interested in having interesting conversations with people that have differing opinions. Um, I'm not interested in only talking to people that uh, have one perspective. That's one of the reasons why I had Sanjay Gupta on, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, who I respect very much, and I really enjoyed our conversation together. But he has a different opinion than those men do. I had Dr. Dr. Michael Osterholm on at the very beginning of the pandemic. Yes, you did. Um, he is on President Biden's COVID-19 advisory board. I had uh, Dr. Peter Hotez on, who is uh, a vaccine expert. I'm interested in finding out what Where is correct and find, I'm also finding out how people come to these conclusions and what the facts are. Now, because of this controversy, and I'm sure there's a lot of other things going on behind the scenes with these controversies, but uh, Neil Young has removed his music from the, the platform of Spotify and uh, Joni Mitchell and uh, apparently some other people want to as well. Um, I'm very sorry that they feel that way. I so that was a big chunk of it, but uh, that was the, the general premise. And I'll get to what you brought up a minute ago, because that's in another clip. I'm more impressed that he didn't mention DMT once. Well, he's got it all out of his system. <laughs> but what he still fails to understand is, oh, I had Sanjay Gupta on, and I respect him a, a great deal. And I had John Osterholm or whatever the fuck on. And, and it's like, yeah. And notice you don't catch any flack for that. Because it's not dangerous. It's not dangerous to question things. And then also notice that Sanjay Gupta, after the fact, ends up bad-mouthing you on CNN, uh, basically calling you a bully. Yeah, but Joe still respects him because Joe doesn't, he still doesn't get it because he doesn't have to get it because whether or not the media is lying or whatever, his life will be unchanged. And whether, even if he were to get totally banned and nuked off the planet and to never be heard from again, He's fine. So he's not as concerned about this kind of stuff. He finds it interesting. He said that word a lot, that he wants to have interesting conversations with people. But it's odd to me. I guess I got to give a little bit of credit to Rogan for not spurging out like the rest of fucking modern society by saying, why the fuck are you coming down on me like this? This is some horse shit. You are so, you're evil. You're fucking evil. Like he doesn't, he doesn't allow himself to, to connect the dots to say, you know what? I'm never going to have Sanjay Gupta on. Fuck him. 
He works for a terrorist uh, information organization. What as far as I'm concerned, what everybody should be asking is who is this dangerous misinformation to? Who is it dangerous to? To people who voluntarily go and seek it out. Is it? Is it? I mean, this is no, the general plebs. These are. This is dangerous misinformation. Yeah. So, who is it dangerous to? Who is it dangerous to? For anything that any of those doctors said, um, any of them, any of them, well, if they're look, look, when, when this shit first kicked off, mm-hmm. when it first kicked off, and we've talked about this before too, the fucking two doctors out in California that 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 just completely disappeared. They might be buried in the desert now, for all I know. I mean, they could be. I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, let we us know, look guys. into that. We should probably check yeah, in yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, let us know if you're still around, guys. Yeah, the two, uh, the two doctors out at Accelerated Urgent Care right. out in uh, like Bakersfield right. or some shit. And they, and, and the one guy was an immunologist. He was fucking. Anyway, these guys, we had them on the pod, but we played the an whole un, fucking thing. An unreleased on our episode that we is still probably out there. the only people that ever done, did that. You know, we I, to, if we can find it, we just need to yeah, throw it out there. Yeah, but anyway, uh, these guys were saying everything that these guys were saying in this when this shit first kicked off. This was in what? Like March or April? Of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. And right when this shit was kicking off, everything that these guys said was dead on. Mm hmm. Everything that they've said, and you can't find them anywhere on no, the internet. They were nuked now. twelve hours after that video came yes. out. Mm-hmm. You couldn't find it anywhere. You Luckily, the internet never forgets. So right. we were able to, I, you know, we we got it done. But right, you asked a question: Who is it dangerous to? Nobody. Right. It's dangerous to the narrative. But yeah, well, and see, that's the main thing. And uh, Joe's brought this up on a particular episode. I wish I could think of which one, but misinformation does not mean wrong it just means it does not support the generally accepted narrative yeah if, if, that's if this it shit, look look if uh, what's going on right now if this shit right here don't make it to the supreme court something's wrong well, because they're, they're this busy. is one of the they're, biggest well, abuses of freedom of speech well doug they're busy there is. They're, doug they're busy finding the next black woman they, I'm sure they'll get to it, silly. They just got to find the right black lady, and it ain't going to be whoopee. But um, <laughs> I'm just it, saying, it, it's not it, dangerous it, to anybody other than the people that are trying to get only one message out there. It's dangerous to them, right? And because it's dangerous to them, they will, and they're the ones with the power. They're going to wield their power in a manner that tries to discredit everything that Joe's ever said because he has influence. The biggest threat to power is someone else that has influence. They can influence you away from doing what the powerful want. It's simple as fuck. Um, so that was that point. He was just stating, I talk to everybody. Yeah. Why, why are they coming to me? Because even centrists get the fucking chopping block. That's why, you, in all honesty, I know that's not going to fly too high in this room. You got to pick a fucking side. If you're in the middle, you're on the left. Eventually, because they're just going to force you into being uh, their little bitch boy. I don't agree. Unless, with unless I you, don't co- <laughs> well, fine. Joe's going to continually have to put out fucking stupid videos like this and constantly get hit, and they're going to constantly make his life a living hell. He should, he should just come out and say, "I don't even think I need to say this, but it's obvious what's fucking happening well, here." So, look, this is and what's he's so not crazy. even addressing it that way. This, uh, uh, that's why I say, if you, dude, if you turn this into a free speech thing, mm-hmm. and you fucking throw it right at the liberal fucking democrat whatever you throw it at them as free speech 
and see what happens. Yeah. And when see I say, what the fuck happens. And when I say choosing a side, I'm not saying Democrat or oh, right, Republican. Right. No, I mean, I'm saying I would rather be on the side of people that are saying the unpopular and unflattering things and 100% absolute uh, free speech say the most fucked up shit so that I can then know who the fuck to stay away from. Right. But don't sit here and go, well, I try to balance it out by having a known fucking agent of the state, Sanjay fucking Gupta, coming out there acting like he's a fucking medical professional when really all he's doing is saying what's safe. If people would rather just sit in their little fucking area and only hear what's safe, there's plenty of that. All right. All right. I don't have way into one and then halfway into the other when the other is what everybody's getting for free yeah sanjay gupta did not come that's on- what i meant by pick a side no yeah. i hear you no sanjay gupta did not come on your show as a medical professional he came on your show as a cnn contributor and that's who you were interviewing and so every time he answered anything, it was as a CNN correspondent, not as a medical professional. Yeah, I would just stop. Well, that's pl- why he wouldn't answer the questions. Exactly. That's why he could. He, 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 dude, he was yeah, shocked. He, he couldn't in, answer he the was questions. Fucking, Joe Rogan fucking shell-shocked Sanjay Gupta. Yeah, because he he's was, never been challenged before. Yeah, you could see it in his face and see the way he was smiling all nervous and trying to yeah. get him to change the subject. <laughs> yeah, yeah. can we uh, talk about it? Yeah. What are you talking about, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're yeah. talking about, yeah. Joe. Oh, shit, you're pulling it up right in front of me now. I'm gonna, you're forcing me to watch this. You're uh, <laughs> oh, uh, your clockwork orange in my ass. My One of my favorite moments oh. of Joe Rogan of all time is when he goes, Dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> went, dude. Yeah. That and that's funny. as bad as it got. <laughs> it was, yeah. yeah. No, I, I looked Sanjay in the face, and while he was knowingly lying to me about me, and I had video yeah, evidence, right. the worst, the most Rogan little yeah. penis looking ass could muster <laughs> up was, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Well, like, cut, Joe, pick a fucking side, bro. They're not your friend. They want to use you. So to normalize that, hey, Joe Rogan's on our side. Look, this this is what you should listen to. And Rogan respects us. He even said after I trashed him to his face <laughs> that he still respects me because Joe's a bitch. No, dude, but this is why I want people like Joe around who are going to still play by the rules, the supposed rules set by a very small percentage of his of everyone's audience that happens to have the majority of what the 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 actual media is actually kowtowing to. Yeah, the problem is, is he just doesn't have any real honest-to-God beliefs. He's so curious about everything that he's still bewildered that there's all these different things out there, and that's what makes it interesting. He's, he's playing in this sandbox instead of realizing that he is the sandbox. I think that's what makes his show even more valuable. And that, I think that's why so many people like it. I think if something is that popular, it's probably because they're not really... To me, personally, I love listening to Rogan from like 2012 to 2015, 16. And then eventually he got to a point where he himself was censoring himself. He stopped saying things that he used to talk about openly on his podcast back in the day when, to me, it was genuinely interesting. Now it's mainstream as fuck. Everybody, you know... He does, you don't get that big by saying uh, that controversial shit. And so to me, Rogan is safe. The fact that he's having anybody pull their shit off isn't because of what he's saying. I can pull up 16 podcasts that say more bizarre fucking out there bonkers he's, shit. Dude, to me, it's, to it's, me, he's the Larry King 
of now. Uh, uh, he's like a Larry. He's an interview show. On That's tonight's a, show, yeah, I'm gonna ben suck Ed. Sanjay's cock. Yeah. Tonight <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna tomorrow see night. If Sanjay can tomorrow night, I'm gonna have somebody on that uh, I'm gonna totally agree with. That is totally the, the antithesis of uh, fucking Sanjay because you know. I whatever. mean, it would be nice to hear Joe come out and release a message and say. Hey, for all you platforms are worried about the shit that I do, I command 10 times your audience. So fuck you. That's what I'm saying. That's what I want a little <laughs> bit of fuck you and Joe. And it's not, he doesn't have, in fact, on to the next clip. Yeah, it's like, same, like Stern, like Stern had back in the day. He was now a, he's the biggest fucking well, pussy in the and, entire and, fucking and, world and because he got too big and comfortable. Right, exactly. Rogan's, that's exactly Rogan's what happened. being the same. Yes, the same thing. Yep. So second, second uh, part of this nine minute clip. Uh, trust me, Ed, we're not listening to all fucking nine minutes. Uh, but uh, Joe picks up here. Uh, I'm a Neil Young fan. I've always been a Neil Young fan. I'll tell you a story at the end of this about that. One of the things that Spotify wants to do that I agree with is that at the beginning of these controversial podcasts, like specifically ones about COVID, is to put a disclaimer and say that you should speak with your physician and that these people and the opinions that they express are contrary to the opinions of uh, the consensus of experts, which I think is very important. Sure, have that on there. I'm very happy with that. Um, also, I think uh, if there's anything that I've done that I could do better is uh, have more experts with differing opinions right after I have the controversial ones. Uh, I would most certainly be open to doing that. And uh, I would like to talk to some people that have uh, differing opinions on those podcasts in the future. We'll see. Warning. Some <laughs> members of this podcast have been known for the gratuitous use of misinformation. Yes. <laughs> if misinformation is something that offends you, go listen to Joe fucking Rogan's yes, bitch ass. That's it. Because he's, uh, I just want a perfect volleyball game. I have one controversial guy, which is more qualified than the next guest that I'm going to have on, but this next guy's safe. So I'm going to, I'm going to ride the fence and I'm going to agree with the controversial guy. And then the next day I'm going to go, well, those are a lot of good points, Mr. Mainstream man. Wow. You're giving me something to think about. Hmm. And I'm going to put a warning at the beginning so that people know they're about to hear some dangerous material. They're not going to put it on Sanjay Gupta's shit. Well, he's gonna, he's playing it safe, man. Yeah. And that's, he's, he's that's what I don't respect. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you have fuck you money. Now's the time to implement the fuck you part. I know, but he's, and not, he's, he's at, at the same out. time. There's value in the fact that he is the largest in the community that's sitting there going, you know what? I'll somewhat listen to uh, your demands, but at the end of the day, I still think he's going to be able to come out and go. This is what I believe more over the he dude. He does still question people when it's like, dude, I, I that information doesn't match up at all. Yeah, the dude the was a Bernie bro when Bernie was in front of him. He's sure. a libertarian when Dave Smith's in front of him. He he's a Republican when Crenshaw's in front I'm of him. He's saying, a fucking chameleon. He yeah. is, but he also still does question everyone. He's Larry King with mostly the same veracity. Here's my point. He got that big because he is the middle of the road guy. He has yeah. the biggest audience because he 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 uh, it's entertainment. He man. dishes it out for both sides. So 
if you don't want to hear controversial shit, don't listen to it. Because right. your your milk toast safe person's coming up in just a couple episodes, maybe right. even the next one, yep. and that one won't have a warning. So anytime there's a warning, just just wait, and I'll get right back to you. Because I need to service everyone. Because I got fuck you money, but I'm not willing to use it, and that's where I don't respect Joe. What's the point of having that when you know deep down in your fucking heart? You know, because I've listened to episodes where he has actual, smart, uh, red-pilled, awake people on. They're like, no, Joe, the media is evil. They are manipulating the data. They're man- trying to manipulate you. They should not be They should not be given the fucking time of the day. They're the enemy of the people. There's a reason why Tim Pool and one afternoon 20-minute video gets more viewers than CNN's biggest primetime show. It's because no one's already listening to that. So stop having them on. The if you actually looked at the fucking numbers, nobody wants that shit. Yeah. What they want, and the reason why you have the biggest audience isn't because you have Sanjay on. So if you actually wanted to give people what they want, it's time to pull out that fuck you, buddy. That's all look, I'm saying. Look for the CDs with the explicit sticker on them. Th- that's how you know the, the that's where what the you good want. stuff that's is. That's how you know where the good music or is. Or actually, I mean, hell, um, do bring on these people that you're talking about that are the other end that get the the attention on all these other channels. But the requirement is that they have to come on with a person of the opposite views at the same time. Point, counterpoint. Yeah. The only way to do it, if you're going to have a a feckless fuck like Sanjay on, is to have a Peter McCullough on right there in the same room. Be like, you know what? I don't want... And he could still bitch out this way. I don't want any of this coming back on me. So, boom. I'll just be here in case if shit gets off the rails. Y'all fucking have... I'll start with the first question. Was it made in the lab? Go. And then that would be more entertaining yes. than yeah. three hours of one way right. and then three hours the other yeah. way. And me be going, well, it was interesting. Yeah. I'm trying my best. Yeah. Yep. That, that, and, you know, look. Somebody out there's got to have the balls to do that. Yeah, to to put. Yeah, but they wouldn't appear. They they want that's, that's the thing. See, here's like, the, the de- you would have to lie. You would have yeah. to lie to one of the guests and say they're the only guest. The death know, match that I said, want. Hey, you're a po- Your opposite <laughs> is going to be on this or, at the same time. Or you do it very publicly. Yes. And you go on Twitter where you have millions of fucking right, listeners, right. and also say it on your podcast yeah. with millions of fucking listeners. Open invitation, Sanjay Gupta. Peter McCullough, I want oh. you on yeah. this day. I, yeah, I will facilitate right. it. Yeah. I will fly all of you out and make it known to the fucking public. This is so, that's my point. Is, this is so simple to end all this back and forth. And this guy said that, put him in the same fucking room. Yeah, the death match that I am voting for is Fauci versus, what is it? Is it Eric Weinstein? I would say put Rand Paul in there and say, all yeah, right. Yeah, it would be great. We're doing this where you can't hide behind congressional, you know. <laughs> so you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. um, Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be, that was, that's what they would. Yeah, that, it's time for it blood sports. Into. It's it, time yeah. for fucking blood sport debate style shit. <laughs> that's, that's what the fucking people want. Joe, listen to the people. Put your enemies in the same room together um, and, and let them hash it out. Let's have a good old fashioned cockfight, baby. I mean, fuck. He's, he's really fucking up is all I'm saying. Um, I, and I don't think he is. I, I mean, I, he's I, missing I, a grand opportunity. I would agree with that. There is some of that, but I also I appreciate the way that he's coming at this, even though he doesn't have to come at it this way. I don't know, dude. Like, 
if you listen to him back in the day when he actually had controversial No, people, I know what you're talking about. No, no, no. Yeah. To the listener, to the general you, if you listen to him back in the day when he actually had controversial people, people that you can't find his episodes anymore right. because they don't exist, because they were actually saying potentially abhorrent shit, that's, what, that's, that's why you are as big as you are. Because those were the steps that you took to get to where you are. Yeah, to then like get Stern. to the top of the mountain yeah. and then just ride out like a bitch. You're disappointing me, Joe. Yeah. He's yeah. not as big of a bitch as Stern. Stern's the biggest bitch on the mountaintop. No, no dude, Stern has has 20 years on Joe Rogan. I mean, so just, just give Joe Rogan some time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know that time. he's ever going to be that much of a dipshit. No, you don't know. Oh, he's got it in him. I mean, he's like, well, I think Bernie makes a lot of good points, but I actually also agree with I should keep more of my money. Well, do you think Joe conflict? You can't either. You're a (laughs) retard and you don't understand what the fuck that person. It's it's the richer you get, man. The the more money you get, the more Republican. I just obviously have to get. I don't see Joe being the type of individual that is going to have someone fired because they looked at him in his own studio. Well, well, you might be Republican or more conservative uh, in the way you live your life, but you're still dumb enough to vote for the people that will oh, yeah. totally go against no, everything that you about, think you believe. That's what I'm talking about, the way you live. And Jeff Bezos is fucking tearing down a bridge, yeah. a historic bridge. An old Dutch bridge. Uh, in, to fucking sail his yacht through. Yeah. What kind of shit is that? I will agree with you that. Okay. Allow me to build a bridge, Doug. <laughs> Only for Bezos to tear it down, but allow me to build a bridge. There is somebody that I would agree that probably should give up a lot of their money uh, and is going to be making a shitload less of it here very soon. We have news now to report involving our network. CNN President Jeff Zucker has just resigned after disclosing a consensual relationship with a colleague. Jeff has led our company, led CNN, for the last nine years. Joining me now is CNN chief media correspondent, host of Reliable Sources, Brian Stelter. Oh, the little Ooh. piggy. Now, you want to talk about somebody who looks like a penis. Oh, yeah. Brian oh, yeah. Stelter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Him and Joe Rogan together are like a bag of dicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> looks like a penis, sounds like a queef. <laughs> one a little doughy and squeezy. Yep. And a one that's always hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but did you hear how she was talking? She's like, I have sad news to report. From our network. Our dear leader. It sounds like the Korean news. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, hey, you better cry hard over there. Jeffrey Zucker gone. Because he put his he put his Joe Rogan inside <laughs> of a, a female co-worker. Now, did, you, did you hear the backstory to this where they're saying Cuomo set him up? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'll be honest. Uh, I haven't seen this clip. I don't know what they're about oh, to get okay. into. Okay. I, yeah, and, but I guarantee you they're going to be running cover the whole time. Oh, yeah. What I want to pinpoint here, though, is, um, sir, please uh, love the fact that you were there. Your tenure completely torpedoed your network. Yeah. Those nine years. <laughs> not so good. No. Not so good at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what more do you have? As you said, Kate, Zucker's been a larger-than-life figure at this news organization for nearly a decade, a pioneering figure. And now his resignation is stunning, this newsroom and the news industry. Now, let me read you his memo in full and then put it into context for the viewers. He- <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Oh, they're giving shit God's eggs? Let me Beware. read you 
exactly what he typed on a piece of paper, or I guess technically on a laptop, whatever. And then let me spin it for you so that you can think just like I do. Yeah, little fucking piggy. Wrote to staffers a few minutes ago, quote, as part of the investigation into Chris Cuomo's tenure at CNN, Cuomo, of course, fired last month, Zucker says, I was asked about a consensual relationship with my closest colleague, someone I have worked with for more than 20 years. I acknowledged the relationship evolved in recent years. I was required to disclose it when it began, but I didn't. Ooh. I was wrong. As a result, I am resigning today. Okay, uh, pretty cut and dry. Dude's yeah. banging his coworker. And when he knew that he was supposed to, when it came up, he said, nada. Man, that sounds like some dangerous misinformation. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. So it's hilarious. The backstory on this, you were saying a second ago, Doug. All of this was kind of under wraps. Like, it, people in the newsroom knew about it, obviously, because, right. you know, workplace gossip, uh, <laughs> that shit's more contagious than COVID. Or it spreads faster than COVID. Sorry. Yeah. So it wasn't a secret, but it was, this goes all back to Governor Cuomo. Yes. Killing grandmas because of COVID. Never forget this. This is how this story gets to this point. CNN top exec has to fucking step down because they were doing some funky business in New York. Now, if you remember the story as we covered it last year, Cuomo was killing old people at a fucking record clip. He was destined alarming to give, rate. Alarming. He, he was destined to give Florida a better survival rate yes. than New York. Yeah. He was his own worst enemy. And because that was obvious at the time, but it was proven to be obvious. They even had to admit it. Like, yeah, we kind of really killed a lot of fucking old people. <laughs> like, <"Whoa." laughs> um, then all of a sudden they tried to mask it with a good old fashioned sexual assault case. And then because of that, Chris Cuomo, little fucking numbnuts over at CNN, let's get after it. Running cover. Running was cover. Running for his cover. Brother. And using CNN facilities to run cover. Yep, for his brother. And then when that came out, that Cuomo had to step down. And now an investigation gets to happen because you got to do that if all of a sudden there's improprieties, potentially law breaking ones happening at the fucking workplace. And then wouldn't you know it when they're digging around, snooping around? They find where your penis goes. And it turns out it was a coworker. So now he's got to step down. Right. So this domino of just Cuomo's and Zucker's and it, and how they handle it all resulted from how they handled it. Well, there's a story going Cuomo around that this was a hit job because Chris Cuomo got fired. Yeah. This was a hit job on him. A lot of powerful people pointing their little penises at each other and just yeah, having a good old fashioned dick off. You know, that's, uh, that's America. It's beautiful poetry, though. Yeah. Oh, it is. Now. God bless us all. So that was just the reading of the actual words verbatim. We, we heard it. We figured it out. Now, let's hear what they want us to think about it. From a half a bag of dicks. Zucker continues in the memo here. I came to CNN on January 28, 2013. Together, we had nine great years. I certainly wish my tenure here had ended differently. Blah, 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 but it was blah, an blah, amazing blah, run, blah, and I have loved every minute. I am grateful to the thousands of incredibly talented CNN and Turner Sports employees who helped make this such a joy for me and such a success ropes for all the, of us. I wish each of you nothing but the best in the years ahead. Uh, that memo from Jeff Zucker a few minutes ago, uh, a, a stunner. What, what do you think Zucker's uh, 
<laughs> Do you think he said his last name really loud when he fucking blasted ropes? He's Zucker! Like, oh, you want to get zucked? Yeah. <laughs> Zuck me. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Speaking of being zucked. You're a zucker, aren't you? You're a zucker, aren't you? <laughs> Can I zuck you in your ass? <laughs> Trick question. It wasn't a question. <laughs> <laughs> for the CNN newsroom and for Turner Sports, which he also oversaw in recent years. Now, the head of Warner Media, Jason Kyler, just announced uh, that he will be announcing an interim leadership plan shortly. In other words, he's not naming a new boss right away. That tells you this did happen very suddenly. Uh, the key detail not included in the Zucker memo is the name of his colleague. He refers to a consensual relationship with his closest colleague. Uh, that colleague is Allison Gullist, who is the head of marketing and communications for CNN and for Turner Sports. She has worked with Zucker for decades. They were together at NBC at the Today Show in the 90s, then at NBC Universal, and now at CNN. This goddamn guy's dragging the whole goddamn industry. He's Jesus Christ, Delter. Fucking hell. Keep, keep your mouth shut, bro. And Warner Media. According to this memo, uh, um, according to the memo here, it was a consensual relationship that evolved in recent years, and that they and he did not disclose it, and thus that's why he's resigning. I've just received Kate while we're speaking here a, a statement from Allison Gullist as well. As I said, Gullist, the top marketing executive for CNN, she's remaining with the company, and here's what she says: "Quote: Jeff and I have been close friends and professional partners for over 20 years. Recently, our relationship changed during COVID. I regret that we didn't disclose it at the right time." Uh, Gull is going on to say, I'm incredibly proud of my time at CNN and look forward to continuing the great work we do every day. And right. he is quite the mother zucker. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I loved having my heels pointed up at those big red letters. Getting zucked. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to stay on. And I'm actually, she's actually taking his spot. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't yes, he's that taking something. It. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Justice, eh? <laughs> it's okay. They're being bought anyways. Oh, fucking hell. This thing is yeah, just like, I thought he was going to- Discovery channel. Well, Here remember you. like a, a few weeks or months ago, I don't remember you know, when we do these episodes, I said, Zucker's probably out. He's probably going to be gone. Yeah. Because of the proximity of the Cuomo thing. Yeah. Right. I didn't, I mean, if I would have said, he's probably also banging his staffers. You know, that would have been just me being a dick, being like, yeah, it's likely. It happens everywhere. But I didn't think that would be what actually would take him down. It's like, uh, okay, well, now what? Now where's he going to go? Harvey. <laughs> so that's enough of that clip. A uh, little, little rotund piggy face is going to keep on going. But uh, I don't think we really need any more than that. I got no. everything I need. That's enough. Yeah, that was yeah. perfect. Gosh, that was the most CNN anybody should ever be uh, exposed to. But CNN wasn't the only fucking mass media shitty platform that was going through a bit of a bumpy road this week. Um, Matter. Old uh, Whoopi Goldberg learned a, a, uh, an important lesson of who you are not allowed to criticize, especially out in the open in the media. Would it be Frenchy Jews? <laughs> well, hold the French. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Jews, baby. The We're talking Jews. about the We're Jews. We're talking about the Jews. <laughs> but everybody knows this. If you're going to broach the topic of Jews, Jewishness, uh, being a Jew, yarmulkes, all that, menorahs, the, there's, a, there's a certain area of the Jew, of the Judum that you never walk into. 
and and the Jews probably should have taken me up on this next piece of advice I'm about to give. You never talk about the Holocaust. No, yeah, no, not at all. You never go in there. Lesson learned about the Holocaust? Don't walk in there. Not even if you have a few questions on the accuracy of how many might have died during <laughs> well, said Holocaust. I think we can all agree it was a little high. Yeah. Um, but don't go through that door. Yeah, because it only locks on one side. <laughs> yes. And there's a lot of gas in there. <laughs> well, one whoopee fucking Goldberg. Who would have known somebody with the last name Goldberg was going to get railroaded <laughs> by her fellow people? <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. I guess we all learn something different every day. Um, but yeah, this was on The View, the worst show ever created. Just a bunch of gaggling hands just henpecking the fuck out of each other. Um, but they were talking about books that were pulled from a, a, a local school, whatever, that one was talking about the Holocaust and they pulled it because they just didn't, they didn't want it in their system or whatever. And then Whoopi comes in with this fucking stroke of genius. And let's be truthful about it because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. No. It's okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot more and we'll get to it, but I mean, you, you, that deserves a pause. Um, so guys, what was the Holocaust about then? Uh, <laughs> what do we think it was about? And right. let's see where Whoopi stands. <laughs> I mean, there were, uh, you know, others than Jews that were being exterminated. You're about to get fucking great numbers, canceled, bro. <laughs> it was only Jews. Nobody else died, and it was exactly six million. You're starting to scare me with all this skepticism. Oh, I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. I'm only comfortable with misinformation. Stick with the story. Stick with the story. (laughs) Didn't you just hear Stelter? Um, I'm only comfortable with misinformation if it's involving COVID. But you don't dare. Not even once question what the Holocaust was about. Y'all have tried to indoctrinate me over to the right uh, so thoroughly, I have to go there with the Holocaust as well. I mean, you're right. It was a pretty good idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. yeah oh, you no, walked into that one. You walked into that one, bro. Oh, I right. did. <laughs> yeah, and that door Woo! doesn't fucking open. Well, he is a Frenchie Jew. So <laughs> exactly. He's it, allowed. It happens to him. Yeah, it's it's ingrained in the it's DNA. A, I mean, ovens do lock from the other side, so... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Whoopi, expound on this brilliant idea. Not about Maybe race. It it is. No, it's about a different race. race. But it's, it's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. Okay, well, that was a part of it. You know, you needed a lot of inhumanity to pull off a, a, a good old-fashioned holocaust. Um, you also and, needed a lot of Jews. <laughs> yeah, because without the Jews, it's just called a genocide. And yeah. that shit's happened uh, throughout the history of time. In fact, Hitler wasn't even that good at it. Comparatively speaking, there are a lot of other people who have a lot higher body count, and they weren't so discriminatory. Now, I kind of do agree with her about saying it's not about race, because are Jews a race? They think they are. Is it a race? And if you question it, I mean, but they... Fuck you up. But do you have a, aren't there black Jews? Well, uh, it's funny you mentioned that because I legit have it in my notes as that as an example that I wanted to bring up. Well, but so we might, we're going to for sure get back to that. Okay. I I mean, I'm just. uh, Jew is a race because I am technically a Jew. I thought it was a religion. I mean, when you look at the shit that we covered in Dirty Jeans. Yeah. (laughs) Most of my actual percentage ends up in Jew. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not just European. It's, uh, I, I think there's other areas where um, I was as well. And so, I, I mean, basically at the end of the day, yeah, it's basically recognized that you do not have to be part of the religion in order to be Jewish. Yeah, I, I would like to state at this point that Jews are pretty good at loopholes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, yeah. I, I'm just curious. I mean, I, they I kind was, of write the books on this yeah, shit. Right, right, right. Um, it's just that, bizarre yeah. to me that you can be part of a race that's also a religion regardless of your level of belief in that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you don't have to be Ashkenazi. But if your mom, you know, if your great, great, great grandparents were Jewish, then eventually they, they banged enough. You're still Jew. But even if you don't practice, you don't, you don't uh, acknowledge any of it. And I guarantee you, if you weren't ever told that you were, you'd never have a fucking clue. Yeah. You'd have thought no, you, yeah, were, you would still think you were Mexican. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's. it's I still do say, think I'm Mexican, by well, the way. I guess. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it, it, you see ancestry, you could not fucking break this motherfucker. It's a case of, <laughs> it's a desire to always identify as something. And if if there's no value in being Jewish, then no one would give a fuck. No one would say voluntarily, I'm a Jew. I'm a right, Jew. Right. But they, they, they seek out a perceived value in it, even if it literally makes up none of their personality. The religion, uh, their 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 physical makeup, nothing. It's it's a it's something that is different than every other religion or race. Right. It's it's a unique a unique standing. That's all I'm saying. I'm not against it. I'm just pointing out shit that I see. Uh, I'm I'm just asking. No, there's a very academic reason for why it is the way it is. I'm just not smart enough to explain it about white supremacy it's well about but it's not it's Jew, not about and, and race it's then, but these are two Roma white groups of people well, how do we have to black but people see them as white and they, but you're missing the point you're yeah. missing the point yeah. the minute you turn it into race it goes down this alley let's talk about it for what it is it's how people treat each other okay now there is a salient point Whoopee. Mm-hmm. As soon as you make it about race, it goes down this way, and we get away from it just being about people getting mistreated. Right. Wow. That's some shit that I was saying in the summer of 2020. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Whoopi Goldberg's coming around. I'm agreeing with 100% of what she said so far, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> However, if you turn this around on the whole black thing, oh, no, 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 no. And it's <laughs> funny because the reason why she thinks this way is because she sees people as monoliths. She sees white people as white, Italian people as a different kind of white people, black people are all black, we're all this, since it was white people killing white people in the, in the concentration camps, it can't be about race, because all she sees is race. Right. Well, well he doesn't because, get a pass here. She's still a giant fucking twat. Because race, as far as it is thrown out there as an argument... It's only useful when it is um, apropos. Yeah. And they make it apropos to everything. And, so. and Whoopi's giving you the answer key to how she yeah. thinks. Okay. Oh, oh, let's hear this. this. Yeah. No, I'm saying by her saying that. Sure, yeah. sure. She's sure. saying, sure, sure. I see everything through this lens. So when I see one black person, you know, getting mistreated by a cop, all black people get mistreated by cops. Now, repeat after me, class. She's a simpleton. She can stumble into some pretty you know, uh, interesting points, but they're all by mistake. Right. It's a problem. It doesn't matter if you're black or white because black 
white, Jews, uh, Italian, everybody eats each other. So is it, if you're uncomfortable, if you hear about mouse, should you be worried? Should, should your child say, oh my God, I, I wonder if that's me? No, that's not what they're going to say. They're going to say, I don't want to be well, like that. Got to play her off the stage. Oh, I want to be cool. Yeah, and in, well, yeah most kids, most kids they, they don't want to be cool. No, they don't. And we're living in, a, you know, we're living in an era where people are, are comparing vaccine cards to the yellow stars, where people are comparing vaccinations to what Anne Frank went through. Yeah. So it is necessary for kids to learn about yeah, yeah. learn about. About man's inhumanity to man, however it exposes itself, upset a lot of people. Okay, so so that was the view portion. Yeah, because and they were just talking about a, a book about the Holocaust getting pulled from school, and she stepped out of line by saying, "I think it's more about humans mistreating humans," which is a beautiful way to look at it. Yeah, but you have if you if you even tiptoe and stumble into tearing down victim culture and 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 protected groups and and you step out of that line you will get fucking lambasted protected groups are protected for a reason you should never not think of them as super soft people who can't handle it they need everybody to step around them and never say these things because if you say that maybe this is about people being assholes to each other, people are going to go, yeah, you know what? We should start up a Holocaust right now. These Jews have had it too good too long. It's like, <laughs> like I don't, it, it doesn't track. This thing is like six different degrees of retardation. Uh, yeah. I'm just, the whole, bringing the whole race thing in there. Yeah. Uh, when I see Israel, and I've never been to Israel. I've never been there. I don't know. Uh, I don't think they would let you in. But when I <laughs> when I see it on the news and I see, you know, um clips of of is Israelis, I mean, you see like chicks with blonde hair and and blue eyes and shit and then you see dudes that look like uh they're Iranian or something, but they're Israeli. Yeah. I mean, so to me, uh the race thing Kind of, it, it's, it's, I've kinda, never understood it. I've never understood that. Kind of bullshit, when, isn't it? When I, I, <laughs> I, and no, and I get it. I get it. Cause I know a lot of Jewish people and yeah. I've actually talked about this yeah. with them. Uh, if it was, if it was a religion or a race, because, uh, if it's a race, when you, when you talk about race, um, different races look alike. You, you know, you have white people, you have, uh latino people yeah. you have chinese people you have those are races to me yeah um and when you have like when you but when you see the baptist they're all different kinds of people or when you see the catholics they're all different kinds of races yeah and and i see the same thing with jews with with Jewish, exactly. I see all different kinds of races, but they all team up. Or in the that are, that's what that's why that's what makes it to me religious more than race, <laughs> more than a race. Yes, yeah. more than more than a race. Because here's the thing: you can have like the similar race, like Hispanic, right? But fucking Guatemalans hate El Salvadorians, right? 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 And Haitians 
Well, they're hated by everybody. Yeah. But you have Puerto Ricans that are hated by Cubans. Right, right. But to the non-member of that race, we just see them all as, uh, y'all are the fucking same. Yeah, right. I don't care if it's a Catholic Guatemalan that hates a fucking agnostic Honduran. Right. Because they don't look at it based on that. They just go, you're from fucking Honduras. Right. Fuck you. Right. Um, well, let, let me read something to both of you. Right on. Um, I do not know if this website is reputable or not. It's called CRI Genetics. Oh, God. Blog. <laughs> Sounds like some Elon Musk. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sell your research institute. Uh, already sounds bad. But um, to understand whether or not identifying as Jewish means that you are identifying with an ethnicity, you need to know the definition of ethnicity and what it means to belong to the Jewish culture. Ethnic is defined as the identification with a social group that shares a common and distinctive culture, religion, language, or other customary elements. Jewish relates to the monotheistic religion Judaism, which is grounded in the Old Testament and other teachings of rabbis. Jewish people fit into the category of ethnicity, because these individuals possess at least a few of the following ethnic criteria. Language, which is Hebrew, Hebrew and culture, such as kosher cuisine and re- religion. It can be argued that Jewish is not only an ethnicity, but it also refers to subgroups within the Jewish community, such as Ethiopian Jews, which can be seen as their own ethnicity as well. Right on. Well, okay. okay. So back to the black Jew ethnicity. <laughs> to me, when you when you said the word ethnicity just then, that's not race. No, that's ethnicity is not race. It's closer to nationality. No. Yeah. yeah, it's closer to nationality. I mean, because when, when everything you just described is Americans. Yeah, uh, black, white, yellow, green, whatever. They're all we're the same ethnicity. Yeah. Um, Just like Italians and Germans are both white, right? But they're different, uh, different ethnicities. Yeah, right, right. Different cultures, different languages, all that shit, right? So yeah, and there are clear dividing lines. Like you don't all of a sudden have Italians that are in fucking Chile uh, that identify with the Italians in Cambodia, right? Right, and that somehow are protected globally because something bad happened to them (laughs) in in the forties. It's, it's just a weird, and also back in the biblical times. But you know what? Since the biblical times, bad shit's happened to every group. But it's just, it's interesting to me that they are such a protected culture when it's like, well, if culture should be protected and cultural appropriation is a bad thing mm-hmm. and, we, and we want more cultures to come into this area, what say does the existing culture that's already there to be protected? Do, should they get the same protection as all these other protected cultures? And I know the answer is no, but just why? Why? I don't know. This is how alt-right people are yeah. made, by the way. Yeah. Uh, this is the pathway of questioning these things that go, God damn it. I, uh, why is my arm getting all stiff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Now I'm, a, now I'm an FBI agent. <laughs> why is my arm stiff? By the way, uh, you know, since I'm looking this shit up while we're talking about it, um, we can all base or blame racism on science. <laughs> well, we all know that. Science is racist as fuck. Look at Fauci. 
<laughs> race is defined as a group of people identified as distinct from other groups because of supposed physical or genetic traits shared by the group. Most biologists and anthropologists do not recognize race as a biologically valid classification in part because there is more genetic variation within groups than between them. Uh, which actually that's good on science. So never mind what I said before. Yeah, yeah, it sounds problematic. <laughs> it does sound problematic. Uh, second They're definition, this shit. <laughs> this a is group of people united or classified together on the basis of common history, nationality, or geographic distribution. Yeah. Yeah. We need to abolish race. Yeah, <laughs> all race. I, I think we just uncovered the true problem here. <laughs> well, and what's even funnier is like I, I had it written down, and uh, I wanted to get back to it. Like, if a black man kills another black man, what do we call that? Black on black crime, black on black violence. Simple. Sweep it under the rug. Zip it up. Zip it out. Not a toughie. Oh, I thought the we would just call it murder. <laughs> oh no 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 special words need to be attributed to things that black people do. We yeah, all know this. Sure. Um, so black on black crime is t traditionally what we would call that. But what if that other black man was a Jew? Did the first black man kill a man of a different race? And is that now a hate crime? And would you know just by looking at him? Or would you have to go talk to his parents and find out, well, he was Jewish. Yeah. And then now and that's why he was killed. And yeah, exactly. Not because he owed the, the yeah. motherfucker 400 yeah, bucks. Yeah, not because he, <laughs> he had a crack habit. He, <laughs> no, it's because he was Jewish. These um, days, all it is, is whatever fits your narrative best is what you are. Yeah, whatever, whatever <laughs> you think is, I, it, I don't know, my brain hurts. But like, it's just funny if we're talking about Jews and saying Jewy things on ABC or maybe things that aren't so Jewish friendly. Uh, by the way, Whoopi Goldberg got suspended for two weeks. She's off the air. <laughs> I, I would never notice that she was off the air for no. two weeks, but she gets a two week vacation because she happened to have a different perspective on the Holocaust. Didn't say it didn't happen. Oh, didn't, shame on her. Didn't question the number. Didn't even no. say it was a good thing. In fact, said it, it was a, it was an atrocious thing. It was an atrocity. Very, very, very bad. Very bad things happen. But after two weeks, she's going to come back. She's still going to, she's already been on the apology tour. I'm sorry, everybody. I had no idea. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I had no idea the Jews were so sensitive. <laughs> no, you, really? To, to the, the Holocaust. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What a, and that just shows the IQ level that's on the fucking view. Yeah. But on that same, on that very same network, not too long ago, they actually took a Jew's job away for saying something about a black woman. I, it's, it's just hilarious how things are. They they come back full circle, mm -hmm. and that Jew was Roseanne. They made a joke about a black woman's hair. Not even the Holocaust, not the slave trade, not a genocide. Just her hair looked ridiculous. Show gone. Not a two week suspension. Took the show away from her. Yes. While so, she might have been going through some kind of mental breakdown. So maybe this is progress. Jews are no longer as protected as blacks. Take the okay. black woman's job for two weeks. You make fun of a black woman, job gone. Yeah. We're the new Jews now. You know, if I was black. But I'm white, so I'm going to get canceled for all this. So basically, at Hello, the end Gwinnett of the County day. Hello, County parents of students. 
Is Tyler you, is Tyler Perry a Jew? Uh, well, he's Jew adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you learn anything from this week's episode, uh, race is arbitrary, just like everything else, pretty yeah, much. It's all made up. It's all fake and gay. Yeah. And uh, it's just whatever you feel like being the most upset about that day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. So there's something that has been making the rounds. And this isn't brand new. I think it was like a week or two ago. But it's called COVID. We haven't been on for a couple of weeks because that's kind of fucking how we roll. Uh, our our recording schedule is awkward. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As are we. So there's a lot of people like we kind of already cut, touched on this with the Rogan thing where like, you know, it's only dangerous to say things before they're acceptable. Uh, and he even brought it up in his apology video where he's like, hey, if, if you said this shit eight months ago, you get canceled. But now it's on the cover of Newsweek. It's widely acceptable. Eventually, you'll be able to question the Holocaust. I just don't think I'll be alive for it. Um, I'm not crossing those fingers. There was a guest on Real Time with Bill Maher two episodes ago, I believe, one Barry Weiss, former New York Times lefty. Uh, and I'll be up front. Fuck this bitch. Um, she was part of the COVID regime. She's part of everything I hate and dislike just fundamentally on an ideological standpoint. But we're to the point where even she has come around to saying things today that we've been saying for two years. And a lot of people are getting all high and mighty like, oh, the left is coming around. Welcome. Welcome back. And I'm not here for that shit. I'm, I'm going to play this clip. Because uh, I want to get y'all's take on it, and I already kind of showed my hands, but this is uh, what uh, stupid lefty, dumb broad Barry Weiss had to say on uh, Bill Maher the other week. The biggest question? No, I'm, I'm done with COVID. Oh, I'm done. It's yeah. like, I I went so hard on COVID, I, yeah, I remember. sprayed the Pringles cans that I bought at the grocery <laughs> store, stripped my clothes off because I thought COVID would be on my clothes. Because you're like, a woman? I did it all. I watched Tiger King. I got to the end of Spotify. Like... What about Spotify? A lot of us. Tiger King has nothing to do with Spotify. She was What's talking about the beginning of COVID. She stayed home. She sprayed her groceries. She watched Tiger King. She got to the end of Spotify. I did everything. I was supposed. We were all doing it. And I Bill think Mar she was referencing the kill screen of video games with Spotify. No, I think she's like just trying to say something that's yeah. popular, and she's trying to uh, make herself relatable. Like, oh, Spotify. I know. Oh, I got to the end of the internet. Yeah. It's like a saying yeah. where it's like, I had so much time at home. I listened to everything on Spotify. It's just a saying, throwaway line. But she's a dumb broad. That's pretty much the long of it. It's a dumb fucking saying. <laughs> there like, is no end to the internet. Doug's like, I never even got to the beginning of Spotify. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no end. There's no end, man. Do it. And then we were told, you get the vaccine. You get the vaccine and you get back to normal. And we haven't gotten back to normal. And it's ridiculous at this point. I know that so many of my liberal and progressive friends are with me on this, and they do not want to say it out loud because they are scared to be called anti-vax or to be called science denial or to be, you know, smeared as a trumper. I'm sorry. If okay, You're afraid I, of your own side. Yes, I got to pause it there because to me it's like, if that doesn't speak volumes, I'm scared of what my own people will think of me so i won't say what i know everyone else is thinking because i might 
get some negative attention and might get ostracized from my team. Yeah. That um, is some real dumb bitch shit. Yeah, all your friends are moronic, dumb pieces of shit. Yeah, that, that's, dude, that, that is yeah. that is politics in a nutshell. Right? That's an yeah. ideology in a nutshell. That, that that what's what I'm saying. That's our senators, our congressmen, people. Uh, they're all like that. Well, right yeah, now. And, but fuck, fuck them. Politicians all suck. They're all evil. No, I suck. know, but that's why nothing gets done. But this is people. Yeah. The politicians are emboldened by the people who yeah. are willing to go along with shit like this, even if they don't believe in it, because they're scared of their own fucking neighbor. Right, right. That's far worse than a politician for this particular case. Because the politicians will go, well, I've heard from all my constituents. They all want lockdowns. We should, I'm going to run on lockdowns. And then the politicians are only carrying out the stupidity of these fucking twats that mm-hmm. are too scared to speak up. And say something that might be unpopular. That's what I'm saying. There's politicians that are like that in D.C. Well, they that all know are. it's they all, all bullshit, bad. but they're afraid the, the, of pissing off their fucking peeps. That's what it is. I don't even want to make this a political thing. I want this to be a your side, your way of thinking, your your leftyism is what continued this. And the politicians just carried out what they thought you I, fucking want. I get, I get what you're saying, but it's. It's, no, it, I mean, it, politics being on a level with religion is still relatively new. It's a thing now. It, within the last decade, it has become so caustic for you to have specific beliefs that it is now just as um, acidic as putting down someone's religion. Yeah. And think about like people that we know, people that some of us are related to. They hear about DeSantis and they're like, oh, that guy's the worst. Yeah. Because I heard from other people, I, I used to read her column, and she says he's the worst. So Dude, I, I hear all of my friends say some of the dumbest shit I've ever heard when they talk <laughs> about things. Mm-hmm. I, 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 but I don't, I don't call them out on it. I don't say that's fucking stupid, man. I, because you're I don't not do a lefty. That. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but I do. I see, and and it's on both sides. I do. I sure. see people on both sides of the aisle that are my friends, lifelong friends. You know say just stupid shit and i'm like hey hey you know i'll just I'll throw it off you know because i know who they are i know yeah. i know them as a person if it, and but they say some of the dumbest fucking shit that absolutely it's but there's a i will differentiate uh that if it were republicans that were shutting their states down and it was republicans saying this i would say you're being a fucking ideological dipshit you're far worse than the left yeah but that's not the case it's the lefties that like to cancel people and keep people from saying what they know is true so fuck the left right now the right will always be there to beat up on but they're inconsequential to me covid supersedes all this because it's more than politics politics is a big part of it but it's it's a religion i'm an ex-lefty fuck the left big and large they I do not, nothing of what is going on now resembles the party I was part of. Yeah. I mean, to me, nothing the right's even attempting to do uh, concerns me at all because they're, they're ineffectual. Now it could change in a year. It typically swings wildly and that's a problem as well. But right now I'm hearing a lefty coming out and talking about why she didn't come out and say this earlier. I'm just, I I just want to stay in this pocket because uh, she's got a little bit more. You believe the science. You will look at the data that we did not have two years ago. Okay, for, no, fuck you. The the data was there two years ago. We talked about it on this very fucking show. The data's been there the whole time. Yes, 
You chose since they were throwing people in fucking vans in China. Yeah. Yeah. We've, w- this isn't new. So, no. I don't, again, sorry, I'm sorry to do all the stopping and stopping or starting and stopping, but to come out and use this as cover, like, well, now to look at the data that we didn't have before. Fuck you. And you will f- find out that cloth masks do not do anything. Insane. You will realize that you can show your vaccine passport at a restaurant and still be asymptomatic and carrying Omicron. And you will realize, most importantly, that this is going to be remembered by the younger generation as a catastrophic moral crime. Bitch, I said that verbatim on this fucking podcast numerous times. That we will look back at what the fuck we're doing right now is one of the worst travesties that we've ever inflicted upon ourselves. Well, it's it's the uh, it's the whole rights thing. That's the... That's where all of this comes down to. Yeah. When can your rights be suspended? Ex- exactly. When we th- tell you there's an emergency. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, and uh, if you question let it, let this, you have less rights. Yes. <laughs> let this be a lesson for any time that you want to come out against anyone for fucking misinformation. Yeah. This is what you get. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you guys watch Russell Brand's podcast at all. It's uh, annoys the fuck out of me. <laughs> I like him, dude. I like him. I like no, him a lot. He says a lot of really good he does. shit. His points he just good, annoys his, the shit out of me. But the one that, <laughs> the way that he says the things. Yeah. I like him. I like that. I like that. He's funny as hell to me. I just but, hear the guy from forgetting Sarah Marshall every time he says anything. But but he Again, on, living on his podcast a couple days ago, he was talking <laughs> about this. And um and he was talking about how uh, Rachel Maddow, he made a he he showed a clip of Rachel Maddow over a year ago. She was saying it is proven that if you have the vaccine, the COVID stops right mm, there. Yep, no more transmission. It stops right there. Mm. And uh and and she's never apologized for it. No. And he was talking about the Joe Rogan thing. He was you know he was talking about the whole Joe Rogan thing. I wonder what but data said, said she but was he reading said, from. But that's what he was saying in his podcast. He was saying uh, now. If if you're gonna treat misinformation as misinformation, you need to treat it all the misinformation as misinformation. Oh. You know, all of it. Oh. And so, and, and and it was a really good podcast, man. He's dude. He's it's Russell a, Brand is he's on it, man. It's he's a sweet it. thought because now we're talking about equality. Yeah, it, yeah. And yeah. eventually, everyone's gonna have to figure out that equality doesn't exist. It just doesn't. It's a good point. Right. Yeah, it's a great point. I but mean, at some point, I'm ready for people to move beyond that. Like the Russell Brands and the Barry Weisses. And right. It doesn't matter what your ideology is. It, at some point, you have to start acting like an adult and realize that this is how it works. Don't be shocked when it's like, can you believe the hypocrisy? Yes, I can. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's built into it. Yeah, right, right. It's 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 a feature, not a bug. Um, but I'll I'll start checking them out. I've heard a lot of people that I actually like talk highly about them. I subscribe to him, dude. I, it's, it's it's killer. It's a killer podcast. Yeah. No, I think there's tons of great very information. Fast. It's growing yeah. really quick. Well, much like us and this show, there's two goddamn mini podcasts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I can't. I, well, the the reason I like him is because his are short. Yeah, they're they're not. You know, he doesn't do like real long podcasts. He, you know, there some of them are like thirty minutes. Some of them are fifteen minutes. Hey, welcome are, to the mangy minute. Yeah, I mean, we'll and, be in and out and lickety split. Yeah. Right. So he'll you know he'll come on and do you know. <laughs> I'm a terrible Brit. He, he just does yeah. whatever whatever he wants to talk about that day. You know, and 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 he's really he's really a smart guy, man. He really is. He's 
he's he's well read in a lot of different things, kind of like Joe Rogan. Yeah, kind of kind of same same as Rogan, but in a different. In a, in a little bit different. Well, and there's a class right. of celebrities that have seen the evil shit that goes on, yeah. and it turns them the opposite direction. Right, right. And once you turn the opposite direction, you're not scared of losing it. You kind of are in a position where it's like, I'm going to use my influence to expose the shit that right. I know is bullshit. And that's what he's doing. And yeah. that is commendable. Yes. What this yeah. bitch is trying to do on Bill Maher, it sounds commendable, but fuck you. Yeah, yeah, no, at the same time, she's not bringing up the people that she badmouthed the entire time. Well, she had she's the power not to bringing do it the whole time. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. But I'm, I'm saying, you know, you're not bringing up the people that you've downed this entire time, calling them idiots for their misinformation, quote unquote. Yeah, and I'm not going to give the whole better late than never, like, welcome to the party, pal. Happy to have you here. Yeah, no, fuck, fuck off. Yeah. Now, she's about to get, like, as soon as I hit play, she's going to get to why all this should be ended. Let's hear her reason. Uh-oh. The city of Flint, Michigan, which is 80%, I think, minority students, has just announced indefinite virtual schooling. In the past two years, we've seen among young girls a 51% increase in self-harm. People are killing themselves. They are anxious. They are depressed. They are lonely. That is why we need to end it more than any inconvenience that it's been to the rest of us. I think... Okay. It's a bureaucracy huh we must end it because it's hurting people where else have we heard that oh right here yeah we've been saying that shit yeah. too now it's funny she's trying to utilize the the trigger points of the left minorities are suffering because of this that's why we should end it if it was a bunch of fucking prominent white people that were often themselves otherwise known as the op- op- opioid uh, epidemic uh, no need to pay attention. And you know why the kids in Flint can't go to school? It's because they got no water. Because they can't drink the fucking water, man. Even though they can, and, and it's no, been solved no, for a while. No, I know, but if they drink the water at school and they get sick, then, you know, you can sue the schools. But if they are stay at home and drink that water and they get sick and die, then, hey, it happened at home. Yeah. You, you can't blame the school. The, the Flint thing is going to be one of those things that lives on forever. Like the water in Flint's just forever, always going to be bad, even if it's not because of how bad it was. Dude, at the one water time. in Flint was bad when I was a kid. I remember going to Flint when I was a kid. Why? And because uh, I had family there. I had family there. Dude, back in the back back in the day Michigan when the, was hopping. when the auto industry was kicking, man, it was fucking insane. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the water tasted funky then. Yeah. It did. It tasted weird. Tastes like union piss. And, uh, it tastes weird. I just remember that as a kid. I remember the water was weird. I remember the water there was weird, and I remember the water in Ohio was weird. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's neither here nor there, I guess, but. Uh, no, the, I mean. They're saying it's a new thing in Flint when they started getting water from this other place, but I when think the I, water they were getting before sucked. Yeah. Well, but I mean, what they're saying at this point, though, is it only matters if the smallest percentile is affected by it. I'm sorry, but I still remember last summer, sold out stadiums. We had a, we just finished an entire college football season. Yeah, some of the yeah. biggest stadiums in the country packed to the gills. Some would yeah. say biggest countries in the world, over a hundred thousand. That's not even counting the amount of people that are still tailgating. I mean. We've we've covered this like we've been over with this in a lot of parts of this country and to now come out like it's safe. Now, I will say this. 
Bill Maher is terrible on a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Number one, his smugness. But smugness can also be used as a tool to make a point. Even And he's been okay on the, the COVID thing, on the woke thing, on the free speech thing. He, the things that he's good at, I will highlight. Um, on the religion thing, other than not highlighting Judaism, but yeah. Well, I guess when you're a one-trick pony, you got to beat that mm. horse to death. But he's about to say something here that I will give credit to, because he's been good on it the whole way through. I mean, I, have, I asked for the COVID deaths by state. This is per 100,000 people. The worst is Mississippi. My home state of New Jersey, four. Fourth worst. New York, sixth worst. West Virginia and Massachusetts are 10 and 11. Right together. Could there be two states who are more unlike right. than West Virginia and Massachusetts? And the poster boy for keeping shit open was Florida. They're down at 17. So New York and New Jersey did worse than Florida. What I'm saying is... We did worse because we're a densely populated hub of international travel. Well, Florida has a, Florida. Okay. I got I to gotta quickly state this. No, no. This, this is what all of those places have in common is sick people. And I still believe this. I believe that this shit was put out there to kill sick people. And to, to get them off the doles of Medicare and Medicaid and all of that. Because we can't afford because it. Because we can't afford it. Everybody thinks I'm crazy when I say that, but that seems to be who it's going after. People that are sick. One of my best friends works in the hospital here. And every time I talk to him, every time there's a COVID spike and there's a shitload of COVID patients, every time he tells me the same thing, he says, I have not seen one healthy covid patient and and what he means by that person and that's what he means he means that every one of them that are hospitalized and the ones that get really bad are the ones that are like diabetics they are or they um have heart problems or they have something wrong something's wrong with them already yeah and and he said it's it just devastates them it fucking devastates them and so I'm not saying I'm, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm not a hundred percent on that, but I, <laughs> but I would bet, fucking, uh, uh, a good chunk of what I have that that's what this is. Well, remember what he said about crypto earlier. Uh, yes. I, I don't know if I would follow this. I, have, I have gone fucking. This broke is on a crypto. perfect example of correlation doesn't necessarily equal causation. All right. It, a virus that causes illness is going to always negatively affect the the ill and the old. And the immunocompromised first, regardless of his intentional yeah, but yeah, but I or mean, not. If, but if you have a person that has diabetes and they get a cold, they're probably going to live. Yeah. You know, because their body has seen it, the cold a thousand it, times. That's, and that's my point. But this that's, is, that's my point on this. This, this is, is brand new. new. This now, is right at the lap. You're, you're attributing a cause to how it affected people. That's what I'm saying. Correlation, causation. I think that this wasn't a big oopsies. And I think that once it was out and it was killing old people and sick people, that's not a big thing to care about for these people. It's until minorities start hurting themselves because they can't go anywhere. Now they care. And it's like, well, you didn't seem to really give a shit, um, you know, about protecting the old people. You just wanted to stop everybody. Yeah, it it is amazing how many um, how many older people 
just I mean it just fucking Rain. New York was insane. Yeah, that was insane. But it you know immediately this congressperson or whatever immediately well we we're densely populated and we have a lot of travel. Mm-hmm. So that's why. And uh, well, Bill Maher doesn't let him stand on. Yeah, that. no, no part of Florida is densely populated. Huh. <laughs> eh, well, anyway. Bill Maher doesn't let him stand on that bridge too long. Yeah, he knocks him off pretty quick. Should have done more. Florida is home to all the old people in America, so maybe they should have done. But the data is crystal clear, and this is beyond dispute, that the deaths and hospitalizations have been overwhelmingly concentrated among the unvaccinated. Okay, now that's another talking point. That uh, I have, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that that one will also get stricken down with due time because you're just repeating this shit. And who gave them to, who gave it to the unvaccinated, the vaccinated? Oh, you, you know, that's a, you know, the people that thought it was okay because they got vaccinated and say. they went out there and, and spread that shit all over and the if fucking you place. have these figures, give me the figures of the number of people that are not vaccinated that have gotten it, kicked it. And aren't really negatively affected by right. it. We're, again, don't want to bring that up because it's always about, well, the vaccine, the vaccine, the vaccine. Mm. So, again, fuck this dude, but it goes on. It's almost <laughs> over. If you are fully vaccinated, okay. yes. you have but, a far lower risk of infection and hospitalization and death. But that's not even the issue we're talking about now. We will get to it. What this is saying is Florida, like, stayed open. I mean, I, I was just in Florida. I've been there a few times since this started. Half the, of New York has moved there. The, the atmosphere is just different. I'm not moving to Florida. I'm not promoting Florida. I'm just saying AOC just went to Florida and had a good time without a mask Looks hugging like people. She was having okay. a blast. Okay. I'm just saying I've been to Florida. The atmosphere was just night and day from California, which was gloomy and everything was the, the, the Andromeda strain was out there. And you went to <laughs> you went to Florida. And I'm just saying, yes, there are different factors and different but basically it's like they stayed open and went on with life and they didn't do a hell of a lot worse and maybe did better. Okay. Now the the surprising thing out of this that I will say, to me, it's not surprising that Barry Weiss is finally coming out and saying what is socially acceptable to say. I shit all over fucking John Stewart when he went on Colbert and did the same shit a year ago. He was still a year too late. Uh, I'm going to shit on every one of these motherfuckers because you missed your fucking time. Um, the one thing I will say that I was actually surprised by, if I was surprised by anything, it was that the audience actually was on board because in the end the audience is just a bunch of performing seals that will clap to anything because they're like oh i'm getting the latest and greatest acceptable fucking opinion she's saying it that means i get to clap at it i can now start thinking this way and so the good thing i guess if i want to try to extend an olive branch is that the people will now start thinking this way too and Mm -hmm. at some point they have to for this shit to end it's political Dude, this is all political. The reason, the only reason they're doing this right now is because they know they're gonna get their ass fucking handed to them in the midterms. Sure, they are. They are about to, and it's it's gonna be brutal. This is gonna be brutal this year. I think that out of all the seats that are up this year, Republicans take eighty percent of them. Oh Oh, yeah, yeah. No, eighty percent. The political ramifications are gonna be huge. I don't disagree with that. Um. I, I just don't think that neighbors calling cops on neighbors because they're not wearing a mask comes because their politician told them so. There's a lot, and and I'm not discounting what you're saying because the the political ramifications is going to be 
it's going to be the massive wake up call. Yeah. They're not going to be able to uh, print enough fucking mail in ballots to uh, overdo what's coming. We all see what's coming and it's going to be a goddamn massacre yeah. politically. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. That'll take care of itself. That that's going to happen regardless uh, of anything. But the will of the people finally fucking growing a little bit tired of this to the point where it's now not the worst thing to come out and say. There's a slight bit of relief. I'm not going to give some of the key people that were saying the exact worst shit the whole time because fuck those mm-hmm. people. Yeah, fuck yeah. them all. But as far uh, as like the general populace yeah. moving in that direction, that's obviously a good thing. But... Uh, my my uh, my goodwill towards you folks will only be so short. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean we we do keep on yeah, hearing because I'm an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, we do keep hearing though uh, people who were staunch supporters of all the mandates more and more coming out saying, "Yeah, the goalpost keeps on moving. Shut the fuck up. This is here to stay." Yeah, L- and, yeah. My, and my whole point is is y- now's the learning time. There were a fuckload of people that were saying this exact thing was going to happen, and where are they now? You kicked them off the fucking uh, stage. I don't expect it, but it would be, I would be actually a lot more uh, enthused, and, and, and I would feel very differently if Barry was to come out and say, you know, a lot of people were saying the things that I'm now saying, and, and they were castigated. They were, they were shunned and a lot of them lost their jobs and well, I'm sorry. I was wrong. You turned out to be right. And maybe next time I won't be so quick to fucking, uh, shoot you out of the fucking sky because maybe we don't have to go through shit like this every time somebody gets a little sniffle. Yeah. All I can say is where's Carlin when you need him? (laughs) You know? Oh my God. He would, oh, I would love to see he would his, rip her his fucking three new assholes. I would love to see his two hours stand up on the last two years. Oh no! Oh shit. my god, it would be he could do a it, six or seven it, hours. It would, it would stand be up amazing. On the last two it would years. be incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and that's kind of what sucks about not having guys like him around. Yeah, he would have been canceled. Yeah, uh, just look at... He wouldn't have give a fuck. Oh, I know. <laughs> he wouldn't yeah, give a no. shit. I know. He, he would have been on have, Rogan, and Rogan would have... Yeah. Been, Rogan would have been experiencing this shit uh, at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, for any of you out there, look up George Carlin on How You Have No Rights. And that in itself is a good enough yeah, starting look point. look up Carlin's uh, bit on marketing. Look yeah. up anything on George Carlin. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, no, I'd Let support that, too. talk about anything. Yeah. And it is I, I just, I just listen. talk about golf. It is funny yeah. as hell. I just listened to his, like, nine-minute bit on marketing, where they will <laughs> sell you anything. Yeah. And he used all the terminology. He's like, they're, they're soulless <laughs> fucks. Yeah. Yep. No purchase required. Yeah. Right. And he yeah. goes on for four minutes yeah. just doing that. There's nothing but those. Oh, yeah. And if you listen to him, his point is, is stop listening to the people that are constantly trying to sell you something. Yes. And one thing that, uh, going back to what yeah, you were saying, politicians uh, and the elite and the powerful and the, the taste makers, the yep. very wises yep. are always selling is fear. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Always. They are marketing fear. And if you take Carlin's bit on marketing and you apply it to the, the fear peddling, you won't be so scared anymore. In fact, you might even laugh at it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, agreed. And I mean, pl- 
Please realize also what the deeper problem behind all this is, and that's ju- that's white bas- people. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! You took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, I know. I appropriated your culture for a minute, and I'm playing <laughs> <a> whitey. <laughs> no, I mean, but seriously, the the bigger problem on the the whole of it is how you know uh, politics is being handled in this country, and especially on the left. Everything is very much be, be feeding a communist narrative. No shit. Just about all of it. And I hate to make this a Rogan-centric episode. I was jumping off his dick an hour ago. <laughs> well, he had on two very interesting uh, guests last week. Um, or yeah, it, well, the twentieth and the twenty-first. So uh, he had on uh, James Lindsay, uh, who's uh, author, mathematician, podcaster, all sorts of things. And then uh, Dr. Robert Epstein. And um, I'll only really play clips or a clip from James Lindsay. But I would tell all of you that, uh, you know, both episodes are worth going over from start to finish. Uh, I will say Dr. Robert Epstein's a little bit tougher to listen to. Um, he's semi-smug, and some of the things that he goes over, he very much makes you feel like an idiot if does you aren't not, on the same page. Does he not page. form complete sentences? Uh, Is he a lot like me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that he doesn't uh, complete sentences. It's just, it, he's one of those people that... Whenever you get an answer right, even though it's the dumbest shit on the planet, like if I say cats, what do you say? And then you say dog and he goes, very good. I say mouse. Yeah. (laughs) No, but I mean, he's just one of those individuals that, you know, you want to punch him in the face for how smug he can be. Oh, nice. Over the self-satisfaction of his own uh, brilliance. Yeah, that guy was a tough listen. Like yeah. you recommended that episode, and I got ten minutes in. I was like, I can't take it anymore. No, he's a hard listen. I, I, I but I mean, he does outline exactly how evil Google is, and very much. I mean, how we misrepresent what Google is. He's like everyone still talks about them like they're a search engine. They stopped being a search engine a long time ago. They are a data mine. Well, even more than that, they are a advertising firm. Yes. They are responsible for the largest part of advertising 20 times over the next biggest advertising firm. That's because they listen to you. Yeah. Hello. Literally. <laughs> when Google. We listen. Yeah. <laughs> we hear you. And it's fucked up. We hear you. <laughs> that should be it. Yeah, we hear you. It's, and it's it fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> it's the trope you always hear. If you are getting something for free, you are the product. <laughs> God damn it. I should be a marketing. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry, a marketing guru. <laughs> now, so, yes. Uh, Robert Epstein, hard listen. However, he does outline for you exactly how Google shut down pretty much the internet for 90% of the fucking planet on a single given day. And they did it to for that actual purpose, to show that they could. 
Yeah. And so, um, now James Lindsay, I did put a clip together for this one. He's more on the side of showing you exactly how everything we're talking about is very Marxist in nature. The, he even brings up the fact that critical race theory has the word critical in it already outlines how Marxist it is. And so um, they're both very interesting listens. Um, I'll go ahead and play the clip uh, from uh, James Lindsay. Um, but again, I would recommend to everyone to please uh, go back and listen to these episodes. If you want to. Yeah. If not, you'll get everything you need from us. You don't have to leave us. <laughs> Stay here. Stalin, like sending people to Siberia with this. Uh, what you're going to have is this new thing where the corporate, those ESG scores are going to come down ultimately to control people at the level of, of social credit for themselves. Like if you want to be able to bank, if you want to be able to go to the grocery store, maybe if you want to go like in Australia, more than five kilometers from your house, you have to have a justified reason. That was a whole thing in their COVID. Like whatever the state of affairs there is, that's true. Like they, during their hard lockdown, you couldn't be a certain distance away from your house. Well, they can track you on your phone. You know, we've got a GPS in it if they needed to. And especially if we go all the way into like these digital ID apps or whatever. Um, and so the goal is to install something that they have total social control run by the goons who think that this is a good idea so that we be, can become this one. It's not communism. It's a mixture of communism and fascism into one thing. What was the one thing that the that they were recently talking about, about labeling people um, that are dissenting against government opinions, people that are rabble rousers. DVEs. Yeah. Uh, domestic violent extremists. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly, we can say that in terms of repressive what, what did they, How do they define it? Because they were defining it in a very weird way. Yeah, we'd have to pull it up. It's really vague. It's, but it's weirdly it disturbing. Vague. It's disturbingly vague. Because the way they were describing it, you could easily say us, like people who are podcasters. Yeah. People who, uh, what was the, the terms that they used? They, they used a term, I was like, wow. That's not very clear. It's really vague and, you know, concerning. Yeah. Very concerning. Uh, what did they say? They didn't say misinformation. They said, like, someone who... It was against the government. It was, it like, was, government authority or something. Yeah. Like someone who was questioning the government Look at authority. Up, government authority. <laughs> that's maybe not exact quote. Something I, along those but lines. It's close See what it, and who, what, who released this? Like, what was, where was this from? It was from, like, the DOJ. That's crazy. See, the problem with this kind of shit, folks, is they don't even give it back to you. No. This is like when COVID's over and it's endemic and it becomes like the seasonal flu, you don't get those rights back. No, you're going to have to. And I don't mean this like by violence. Here it is from the FBI. Okay. So I outlined that particular clip. Um because, you know, he's bringing up a lot about the social scores and things like that, and pretty much how the DOJ is using uh, verbiage that is, you know, semi-scary in the same realm. Now, the reason why this is so, you know, apropos for me, you know, as anyone who's listened to this show is aware, I'm an Uber driver. I drive a lot of people around every day it's okay <laughs> he's an uber driver <laughs> he knows what he's talking about goodbye my love <laughs> <laughs> anyway 
so sure, you know, th- th- my bubble of uh, actual, you know, experience is really down to that. But I have a lot of people in my car that have told me that they've lived under communist regimes. And anyone who brings that up also in lockstep with that brings up how frightened they are of the direction our country is going. I've got one word, Nokia. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that internet shit. Get them internets off your phone. I'll match your uh, Nokia with a fucking Nokia around with you. Can't even can't even send a message without fucking fucking tapping. 30 times to get a, a W. But there's or, other ways around that. A, uh, a more modern way of living. Uh, you can get a totally de-Googled phone. There's yep. ways to do it. Uh, there's another podcast that you should go listen to only when you're not listening to us, obviously, uh, called No Agenda. They have an entire network, their entire like own servers and uh, user interface and all this shit where they have ways that you can de-Google your phone or buy a de-Googled phone where it's completely untraceable all that shit but it's a smartphone uh you can you can still access things so that you're not such a uh pariah in, well that in needs to day. be free and it needs to go out to everyone on the planet immediately uh listen to the episodes i just mentioned they outline exactly how to get those kind of devices yeah but they cost money because somebody's making them and they're not doing the shit for free but but i mean the cost in comparison to what you'd be buying anyways is negligible well yeah because you're you're paying for the brand you're paying also for the the uh illusion of being something greater than you are you know People buy Nikes not because they're the best shoe. They buy them because they're fucking Well, you talk Nikes. about Google, you know, shutting down 90% of the internet just because they could. Mm-hmm. I wish they'd shut down 100% of the internet and forget how to turn it back on. Well, Dude, they pretty that's much... That's basically... That, that, would, that, would, that would save a lot of people. It would make a lot of people more productive in their life. It would get rid of all this... Uh, what is it? What do they call them? Uh, predators. What do they call them? Fucking, you know, the young kids that are Pedophiles? just fucking, no predators. predators. What they call them? Something predators. You, I don't know. Whatever the fuck. Anyway, it would get rid of all that shit. Kid, kid fuckers. No, not kid fuckers. <laughs> These are kids that are, that are predators. That are, they're, they're fucking out there killing motherfuckers and shit. Did you say dangerous get, fun time? Dude, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you the internet, the internet for all the internet is. And, uh, and, it has done more bad than good, and and I'll, I'll fight anybody on that. Well, anybody. Well, that sounds like you'd be doing more bad than good uh, if you fought me on it, Doug. I'm gonna <laughs> fight you. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I would. I would. I would debate anybody on that. It's done more um, harm to the to human beings than it has done good. Yeah, I them. think this would be a very apt time to bring up that uh, Uncle Ted was right. Go read uh, his manifesto and tell me if you don't agree. Now, his yeah. solution for it, eh. <laughs> <laughs> but his points he was making, uh, all spot on. It's kind of like, you know, if Y2K was actually real, mm-hmm. what a different world we'd live in. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you can also, the internet's a tool uh, and humans suck. And humans are tools. And humans yeah. will use tools. As and a tool, humans will use a hammer 
uh, to build a house and also strike their neighbor over the head with Yes. It. And, uh, you know, that's just kind of human nature is you're going to have a lot of bad along with a lot of good. Um, no, I, I, I do think that it's uh, threshold for good outweighs or, well, meets at least as threshold for bad. Yeah, I mean, everything's a trade off. You're yeah. going to have you're going. There's no such thing as a uh, all good anything or an all bad anything. Um, it's just a matter of how your perception of it is. If well, you only see the bad, then yeah, it's going to be more bad than good. And again, if you I, look for well, the good, I don't only see the bad. I mean, I see the good. I mean, I see the, you know, I, I've learned all kinds of shit off the internet that I, that I would have never known. Yeah. You know, I can buy things Fucking, on the internet without having to get my car and drive yeah, somewhere. Right, Who knows how right. many accidents that could have killed right. me. I never had to take because of the internet. But so, what, but what makes me afraid is all of the kids that grew up on the internet. Mm-hmm. That's what makes me afraid. Sure. For every, and because it's not, and that you know maybe that comes down to parenting. I, I don't think know. that just comes with I mean, it's, growing older. You're always I, there's always going to be an inherent fear of how the children and the younger generations uh, take care of the world that we've left behind. For I them. just feel like when every kid at school's got a cell phone. Yeah. What the fuck? And I see, mean, what uh, you know? I'd agree I'm, with I'm glad that. I'm not growing up in that. Yeah. But I I, I agree. With you. There's going to be unforeseen consequences. But. You know, to the same degree, and with that uh, argument, though, I, and I'll sound like a broken record. Record again, bringing up 1984, but um, these children are the exact um, issue that I have. You know, with all the new technology and everything else, and that really, I mean, you see a lot more of kids outing their parents for shit getting their parents in trouble for things and that's becoming part of our culture as well and that's kind of the you know entry level to when it becomes you know a situation where certain things are crimes that you know um, where children can then turn their parents in for those things. Well, it, the, and they're already starting it, to do it's that. A, it's it's a why China's going to be, it's why China and India are going to just totally take over. It, um, mm-hmm. I, I, can't, I can't let this go without being people. said. Um, all of those are part of it. Yes. And uh, China's owned our ass for 35 years and will continue to own more. But the internet has also provided tunnels out of this where without the internet, none of us would question anything without sounding really fucking crazy because there's a shitload of people that aren't on that shit. And I've been able to find access to information that I would have never had the energy to go to a fucking library and check out a book and get put on some list or whatever the fuck to be naturally inquisitive enough to challenge the things. When it's right here and I can find it in a fucking few clicks um, to but where the, the, the trade off to me, the trade off isn't worth it. It's not. I mean, when I when I look at it, when I look at it as a whole, um, the trade off between me being able to learn how to do a new run a new program on on YouTube or or learn how to uh, learn something about an amp on YouTube or whatever shit that I would have done. When I, when I didn't have the internet, I would have gone to the music store mm-hmm. and fucking played through the amp myself. And, and, and that's the difference, man. It's, it's so, um, impersonal. It takes, uh, 
you know, we, we, we discussed this many times. There's nothing social about the internet. No, I mean, yeah. it, it's, it takes the whole human element out of living yeah. and, and that's dangerous to me. That is more dangerous than, um, the, than the good that it does. Yeah. That it, it's, it, I yeah. mean, when you got kids living you know, and, and my God, man, I mean, and you got the virtual reality shit coming along and think about kids, man, that grow up in that shit that have parents that are just nothing but stuck in their iPhone all day. Yeah. That's all they do. Yeah. They, they, they're not, they're not raising their kid. They're fucking mm-hmm. on Facebook and fucking buying shit on Amazon. Sure. And, and it's dangerous, man. It's just fucking dangerous. And that's we sound all. no different than our great grandparents from the telephone. Was yeah, but that's I, and, I, and to to them, we are already the failure that we think that we fear in the generation well, going I, behind and, us. And I think my generation has been a a major failure. I do. I'm part of it. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Uh, I ain't gonna lay blame on somebody and not take it myself. But um, we've done a terrible job. <laughs> we have. We've we've not. We have not. Uh, uh, when I, when I look at the kids and I look at uh, education and things they're learning and things that they should know by a certain age, um, and none of that's happening. It's it's all been a failure, and the reason it's all been a failure is fucking technology. And and like I said, I'm 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 right there to blame with them. You yeah, know? I mean, I'll just leave it at this. Go read Uncle Ted, uh, and uh, if you if you disagree with anything that we're saying. Uh, go read, go read his shit. Industrial society and its consequences, or some shit. I forget the name of it. Uh, don't Google it though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to DuckDuckGo <laughs> and look up Ted Kaczynski. And I know that that's like, oh my god, but he's a terrorist. Well, he wrote a couple of fucking pretty cool books. Um, but I feel like we're kind of like bringing the show down <laughs> a lot <laughs> and being a little uh, dark and black billed is all fuck. Well, it is very long. I understand. But there's, we started the last couple episodes start talking about football, and we went sports heavy, and uh, I kind of want to end the show before the interview with our friend Karen. Um, bye bye Tom Brady, fuck you. Ending with yep. football, Tom Brady is finally fucking retired, and I think we can all lift our spirits up out of that fucking horrible muck we just spent <laughs> yeah. minutes on by all universally celebrating that that man will no longer terrorize the NFL yes. Yes. with his godly-like right arm <laughs> and, his, and his acumen and his chiseled jawline and I'm sure a he's, gorgeous he's, chest. He's no longer going to terrorize <laughs> my NFC South. And uh, it's kind of funny. With because, his beauty. Because now Matt Ryan uh, is like the only quarterback of note that's in the NFC South. And it's funny because, you know, a lot of people were – all coming out and uh, you know they're eternally gonna suck tom's dick well, mean, yeah, it's, well, yeah. it's just guaranteed and so a lot of people were doing that but i got audio here of matt ryan's take on uh tom brady leaving and i just want to play it for you real quick it's real poignant You can eat a whole dick, nigga. Fuck out of here, nigga. You was fake in the hood, nigga. Don't shake like that ass, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, they had, that press conference didn't last long. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, Tom Brady. I'm glad you're gone. <laughs> yeah, now if we could just follow up that? with... Yeah. <laughs> That's the Matt Ryan I wish yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> now just Bill Belichick needs to fucking retire, and then 
all will be know, right dude. with the if world. If he keeps texting, he might not be working yeah. in the NFL yeah. any longer. <laughs> Holy fuck, that boomer totally fucked. He didn't even look at who he was talking at. <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about, um, we'll get to Belichick here in a minute. Uh, it all originates down in uh, Miami, <laughs> where the Dolphins no longer are interested in just losing football games and being a disappointing program based on stats and records. Uh, Paid to lose. They might singly be responsible for the potential dissolving of the NFL if this thing goes far enough. And you know what? I'm here. I'm fucking here for it. And if you don't know what the fuck we're talking about, they fired their coach this year of two, three years. I think this was his third year coaching. Yes. Brian did. Flores. Yes. Who started in 2019. They were having a rocky, rocky start. And, uh, well, apparently his allegations are that the front office came out and told him to tank the season and that he would pay him or he would get paid a hundred thousand dollars per loss so that they could get a better draft pick. Now, this was in 2019. Jim, I'm sure you're asking yourself, fine listener. Well, Jim, if this happened in 2019, why the fuck am I hearing about it in 2022? Well, because he wasn't willing to say anything until he lost his job. And now all of a sudden it's uh, quite beneficial to throw the entire fucking program. It's pertinent. Under the bus because <laughs> uh, you aren't getting hired anywhere else. And he's claiming that he's not getting hired anywhere else because he's black. Because, you know, the NFL, they hate black people. Oh, yeah. You can't throw a dead cat without, you know, just hitting nothing but white people. Everywhere. I mean, the NFL is basically an all-white league. Um, <laughs> Even Elway says he's full of shit. <laughs> so now that he got fired and no other team, and he hasn't gotten hired yet, he's going, well, it must be because I'm black. They fucking hate black coaches. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, we're still pulling this bullshit and so he said, I know that that's the case because they, they fired me because I wasn't throwing games for 100K to whatever. You got fired because you were insubordinate. You got fired because you didn't do what the front office wanted you to do and go along with their program. I'm not saying that's moral, right, or whatever, but they didn't fire you because you're black, homeboy. No, you, you didn't get fired because you were black. And I don't think you should have been fired. I, I got to say that as a Dolphins fan, I agree. I don't think he's he not a bad coach. Tried. It was. It doesn't make sense to fire him based on uh, uh, how they finished this season. Right. It didn't. It, it was didn't on an upward trend. Yep. But you could tell that there's people. Good coaches get fired all the fucking time. And um, and if you want to claim that there's no black coaches, a lot of white coaches get fired for doing a very good job. It comes down to personal differences. You can get fired because you just don't mesh well with the fucking, the, the people that own that fucking team. Bill Parcells won a couple of Super Bowls. Dude's been fired from five, six, seven teams. Bill Belichick, he hasn't, he didn't just get spit out from his mom's crotch and was a Patriots coach. Motherfucker got fired a lot too. And Dan Rees. Yeah. A lot of people in the Hall of Fame, damn near all of them, have been fired yeah. multiple times. So mm -hmm. I don't want to hear shit about it's because I'm black. No, it's because you didn't fit the fucking mold that they wanted in Miami, as stupid as it is. Or even still, I mean, at any job, if you don't listen to your boss and the thing that they want you to do, you're fucking fired. Yeah. And, and so that's across the board. 
And, you know, you can't tell me that losing every game to get a better draft pick is not a viable solution. Yeah, you'll get a better fucking draft pick. And it's just funny as fuck to me that uh, the thing that they're sticking to, and the, and you can tell the media doesn't know which one to really run with. Is it because he's black? Because there's a lot of money in going down that road. Or is it because the the Dolphins owner should be exiled out of ownership because he's hurting the the shield? He's hurting the idea that games could be thrown and, you know, uh, teams could be telling their staff to throw games because now now that takes away the credibility of the NFL. Like we haven't been looking at it forever. And we've talked about this numerous times. It's the reason why I don't like the NFL. You can tell some weeks they're not even trying. They're yeah. like, oh, they, they, teams give up on their fucking teams a third of the way through the season. Well, I didn't think we we're going to lose to the Lions. So I guess overpaid divas, overpaid divas. Yeah. Full of them. Fuck the NFL. I hope this fucking brings down the whole goddamn league i hope they have such a fucking mess with the race part of it with the fact that front office billionaires are throwing games so they can get a a better quarterback instead of you know just trading up to get one oh usfl's looking better every day xfl's Mm -hmm. coming usfl's almost here i think i think i think flores might be a coach in the usfl and he should get hired because he's a good coach yes I swear to God, if I have to live through this goddamn racism in sports another fucking day, I'm going to start watching some goddamn cricket. <laughs> yeah, fucking, hell yeah. I fucking hate this shit. Flores, speak- Flores, Birmingham Stallions. Uh, let, me, let me throw that at you. He's available. <laughs> yeah, they probably won't pay as much as the Dolphins, but hey. Well, no, and I brought build, up, build. let's bring back the uh, Monday Night Wars. Let's bring it as the Sunday Afternoon Wars. Well, yeah, but they're going to play at different times of the year. I'm just saying fucking, uh, well, here's the thing. Brian Flores is about to get broken off so much more money because he's black and oppressed, regardless of how unreal that is, uh, way more than he would ever get coaching a football team. And so, you know, good on him. Go, you know, go get paid, whatever. And I hope on your way out, it tears down the entire NFL because the whole fucking apparatus is fucking atrocious i was watching because my phone's always listening in my youtube algorithms it said hey jim do you want to watch super bowl 23 and i was like fuck yeah i do and then right after that i was like hey buddy you thought that was cool check out super bowl 24 and i'm like god damn this is even better but because the Bengals are in the super bowl i watched the entire i know i know (laughs) i know i'm a loser (laughs) i watched the entire fucking super bowl between san francisco and cincinnati Super Bowl 23 back in like 88 or I guess technically 89 uh, that was held down in Bobby Dodd Stadium. I think it was called it at the time. Well, well before that, it was called Pro Player Joe Bobby Robbie. Dodd. And um, oh no, Bobby Dodd's in Atlanta. I'm a retard. It's Joe Robbie. Fuck me. Sorry. It's the, it's the tism. It comes out at the end. But I was watching it. And I was like, this is such a better game. This It looked like college football. The play calls, everything. People weren't fucking half-assing it. There was no diva bullshit. Way better. You didn't hear John Taylor bitch that he wasn't thrown to until the very fucking end of the game to catch the winning touchdown. You didn't hear about him wanting to get traded from the 49ers because he wasn't utilizing a championship game. I'm looking at you, Jermaine Burton. You're a fucking bitch. He's on your team now. (laughs) Did they (laughs) mention anything about police brutality while also harboring a murderer on their football team? There wasn't a single fucking protest. Nobody wow. raised a fist in the air. 
it was just about the goddamn game and it was beautiful. It was everything right with the sport of football. And there weren't corporate sponsorships on every fucking corner of every goddamn bit of the stadium. Watch the watch Super Bowl five, six, seven, dude. Those are fucking those are great games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are that is football. The older you go back in the especially in the NFL, the more pure the fucking game is. Yeah. yeah the the further you go back, it's just nothing but about the fucking game of football. The love of the game. That, that, and that's it. And that's when all the dudes were making the same money. They were, yeah, you know, it was like a, it was a team. It was a fucking, there was no free agency, none of this fucking, you know. Well, to me, I would still take 1988 over that because I didn't grow up with that. So for right. me, it's all relative. You still had superstars. You had millionaires. Oh, yeah. You yeah. had all that shit. No. And th- my point is, is it's it was possible to happen because right. it existed, even with all the crazy shit that we might not like now. The difference is, is there was no fucking politics. There was no ideology. There was no single player making himself bigger than the team. Right. There was none of that shit. To me, the fix for NFL is simple as fuck. Make it about the team yeah. and not about yourself. Yeah. You're not that important. You're just as important as the next play you fucking make. Now get the fuck back out there. Because you're getting paid millions to do it. Shut the fuck up. Take your grievances somewhere fucking else. This is a goddamn entertainment stage. I don't go to a play just so I can have half the members of the fucking rigging crew come out and protest that this play shouldn't fucking happen because somewhere somebody did something that they don't like. Fuck them. Yeah, it's a different animal now, dude. And speaking of racism in the NFL, I'll finish on this. Washington is now fully gone or has now gone full commando. Commanders. They now have a new team name. And I did. I'll hold myself to this standard as much as I fucking hate it. They need a quarterback named Cody, and he can be Commander Cody. There you go. I said on this podcast, I will call them the Redskins until they get a new fucking name, because fuck football team. That shit's gay. I still call them the Redskins. The Commanders is a fucking stupid name. No, I know, I know. But I'm, I'm just saying. I said it. I'll hold myself to it. I. That's the price I got to pay for saying dumb shit. Um, not nearly as dumb as calling your team the goddamn commanders. I mean, fucking Christ, you're Washington. It starts with a W. You had warriors sitting right in front of you the whole goddamn time, and you couldn't rub two brain cells, brain cells together and be like, oh, no, maybe we can be the warriors and still have a Native American as, like, you know, our hidden, you know, figure and, and, and praise the person since we called them Redskins for fucking 50 years. We No, we got to completely go to commanders? Yeah. Which, by the way, um, how, how about how about the Washington warlords and you have a fucking gram of Coke on the side of their helmet? Hey, whatever. Anything's better than the goddamn <laughs> commies, which is, by the way, what everybody's already calling them, which is fucking hilarious. Going back to what you were no saying. Yeah, yeah no shit. <laughs> um, because here's the thing. You can't have long names in the NFL. Yeah. Falcons, Dolphins, Ravens, Steelers. And even if you have Patriots, it's Pats. Yeah. If you have Buccaneers, it's Bucks. Right. What are you going to call them? The comms? No. It's the shittiest. F- it's uh, Again, marketing. These people should be fucking hung. Fucking idiots. God damn, I hate the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> the Washington Monuments. <laughs> yeah. The giant stone dicks. I mean, was this supposed to put the naming issue to bed? <laughs> because, yeah, it's done. wow. It's done now. <laughs> it took us two and a half or three years or however long we've been the goddamn football team to finally be able to string some letters together and make a word. The yeah. lobbyist. Oh, fucking idiot. The Washington lobbyist. Now, here's the one thing I didn't know. You learn something even when you're not uh, expecting it. Washington, the, 
the Redskin franchise is the fifth most valuable franchise of the entire NFL. Yes. I had no used fucking to be, idea. Used to be number one. God dang it. Like I knew the Cowboys were and, you know, Steelers and shit like that. I had no idea that the fucking Washington was anywhere on anybody's goddamn radar. Dude, the Redskins, they were bad as fuck back in the day. Yeah. Three Super Bowls. Hadn't mm-hmm. been shit since. Now they're the goddamn commander. Dude, fucking tease and peace. You're going to have so many Raven fans now. <laughs> Get ready for the bandwagon jumpers there. Yeah, uh, for anybody who uh, rushed to burn your, uh, you know, shit that said, uh, you know, Redskins on it. <laughs> Well, what was funny is they were interviewing like super fans who are all just sucking this up like, oh, this is so great. Now we can get back to just what matters and that's football. We're going to win team and and every single fucking one of them, even the fucking chodes that were wearing face masks, were wearing face masks with the fucking Indian head on it. I'm just like, ah, you fucking retards. You all deserve what you fucking begged for now. Go swim in that shit, you fucking swine. But yeah, Super Bowl's coming up in a week. So uh, go Go that thing. Go chicken wings. I'm going for the Rams. They have the, the most dogs on it. Matthew Stafford has a better story than Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's won at every fucking postseason he's ever been in. I think he needs a day off. Um, I hope Stafford gets it because he's long in the tooth, and I want to see him ride out on that sunset. It's a better story. Burrow will have many more opportunities. Had any chicken wings lately? Uh, no, you can't find them anywhere. Oh, they I are have, expensive but that's, as fuck when yeah. you do find them. Yeah. That's how I got food poisoning this last week. Because the ones that you can find, they don't know how to cook them. Twelve dollars. Because they haven't seen them in for four ten months. fucking wings. Twelve dollars. I know that'll start a riot. Yeah. Ten wings. Yeah, Super Bowl Sunday coming up, and you can't find a fucking chicken to slaughter. Come on, get out of here. Yeah, there's a one in the neighborhood. The fuck? And that motherfucker yeah. crows non goddamn stop fucking now. He's getting, yeah, no shit. He's getting quite fucking uh, uh, comfortable he around here. Oh my uh, god. Yeah. Mike, Mike was talking about, he said, I ain't heard him grow yet. Fuck, I didn't see him until the day before yesterday. The motherfucker First wouldn't shut up today. This goddamn rogue chicken that I don't even know who he belongs yeah, to. nobody does. He's just a hood chicken. He's a cock of the walk out there. <laughs> just, cock-a-doo-doo. And He's I'm like, big dude, too, where, man. Where is the, where's the attack dogs when you need them? He's yeah. eating size. Fuck yeah, he is. Yeah. He's, He's gorgeous. He's big. He is. Hey. Hey, hey, Doug, huh? I think I can fix your wing problem, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday at Doug's house. <laughs> All right. Well, shit. Um, I Thanks guess. for sticking in that long, uh, fellow er, listeners. Fellow listeners. Fellow, fellow listeners. travelers. Yeah, why not? Um, and now you will hear an interview, I guess if you can call it that, with our friend Karen talking about uh, fuck ups with the school board. And after the uh, the end of the interview, it's just going to fucking end, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how to do this. We've Maybe. never done this before. We'll see. All right. We'll see what happens. Fuck it. Hit it. <laughs> All right. So we are joined today by a very special guest, friend of Arona's, Miss Karen. Uh, we recently had a, a new chair person <laughs> elected to the school board, uh, and Karen's going to talk a little bit about that with us but to bring everybody up to speed i'm going to read a little bit from her excerpt or an excerpt from her bio uh the name of this individual it's a lady is dr therese johnson and uh this is what she puts out there for the world to know about her just to give you a little taste of where this is going to go dr therese johnson who prefers to be called dr therese for short, I guess, joined the school board in January 2021. She represents all or portions of, okay, and then it talks about the schools that she's over, blah, 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 don't care. 
Um, in addition to Gwinnett School of Mathematics, Science, and Technology in Maxwell High School, blah, 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 blah. This lady, okay, here we go. Dr. Therese earned a BA from La Universidad del Sagrado Corazón in Puerto Rico. I'm reading this for real. It's Excuse a, me? Yes. And an MBA at Columbia University, another an MBA at Emory University, and she is an educational uh, PhD. Got a Boy, lot of, Gwinnett will hire anybody, won't they? She's got a lot of brain in those in, in that noggin. <laughs> she is an educational leader, entrepreneur, and teacher. Entrepreneur? Now, now we're about to get to the good stuff. Uh. And I think this might be where we're going to spend most of our time in this conversation. <laughs> she is a diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice professional. Dr. Therese is an advocate, most importantly, an activist, author and artist she is passionate about ethnic and global education and dedicated to multicultural and multilingual learning her current term will expire on december or in december 2024 so welcome to the new america folks and apparently karen please fill us in i understand you have some children that may or may not be of school age um so Yes. Um, four of my school de- school children were in Gwinnett schools last year. One graduated, thank God. Um, the other is a senior this year. And then I have two smaller children. So I started going to school board meetings after seeing some of the lovely comments and things that Miss Johnson's people have wrote and by people i mean the people that follow her on tiktok and twitter and everywhere else that she's on her gang Uh, the comments were basically that only white people can be racist wow well (laughs) we call those people minions by the way uh, okay well i call my children minions so (laughs) (laughs) that won't really work for me but Maybe Dr. Mm. Therese uh, has has a different word. We might need to uh, check in with the professional, you know. Well, this she, is... She's got all those degrees. Right, but has she ever heard the word cracker? <laughs> <laughs> or I mean, used it liberally. Yeah, or used it. No, you know. she likes to use the word white supremacist for everything. Oh, that's even better. She has, Oh, yeah. She has pretty lofty... Uh, You're Hitler. She has a pretty lofty perspective on white people then. Yes, yes. <laughs> Why does she love white people she so much? She loves us. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, apparently, her area of study is not in linguistics, though, because uh, to, for white people to be the only racist individuals, that doesn't really follow the definition of racism. But, you know. We're changing definitions of words these days, guys. It's yeah. 2022. We've been, we've been doing this for a good eight years now. But, so... Obviously, I've seen some videos. She didn't say that only white people could be racist. The people that follow her reelect page have said that on numerous occasions and have privately attacked any parent that talks against things that she posts. This crazy, because I've seen videos of this Dr. Therese. It's not a person you want in a position of power over children, because when most of us growing up in America, we... We're taught to squelch our inner desire to potentially be racist. And at public schools, that's kind of where you get a lot of mingling with people that are not like you. Right. And, so, that's, a, and that's a good thing. Yeah. And that's the direction that we've been going for a, 
our lives. Right. Um, that, that kind of progress. But Karen, would I imagine some of the things that you've seen would lead you to believe that we are now starting to turn and go in a different direction? You have, have you seen anything like that? History is definitely repeating itself. Um, if you watch the nonpartisan panel that happened not too long ago, just a few days ago, um, you can actually hear people who sat right next to Dr. Johnson and they point blank talked about their ancestors instead of talking why the Democrat and the Republican are supposedly important for elections. And just for clarification's sake, I don't belong to any <laughs> any of the little label groups. But Hallelujah. They, they keep saying that only Republicans have a problem with this. And if you actually look back in video, I spoke before the board last July. Not only did I speak and say that the elephant and the donkey need to leave the room because this is about children's education, but two other parents said the exact same thing. But according to Miss Johnson, nothing was ever said like that. But that happened in July, and this is now January. So, so have, I think to me, if well, here's uh, something that's probably not too surprising. None of us three men here that make up ignore the rant have children. So we are not <laughs> as directly impacted as you and other parents of school age children in our area would be. But I would imagine if I were to be brought on uh, as like a consultant of what to do about this is you got to get a coalition of black parents to think that all of this is bullshit and to speak out against it because she's not going to listen to white people airing out their grievances because she's clearly on a war path of correcting a lot of the wrongs from the past that she thinks that is now for her to do. Well, kind of. it almost yeah. sounds like though, uh, you know, and Karen, correct me if I'm wrong, that she leaves basically a lot of the outlandish things to be said to her supporters but does not actually come back around to uh, say anything negative about those views. Um, but she's never actually saying them herself. Um, she has made a few posts before Cogna got involved because we did have Cogna called in on us, um, which means our credentials could be taken away from our school system because of this nonsense. So she did have them called in. She did get a thousand dollar fine. They, from my understanding, they read over. Sorry, uh, what we were going to ask you is um, what was it? Cogna. Was it Cogna? What does that mean? What is, is, that, is that? that? Is that a person or is it a procedure? It's a group that watches over the school boards to make sure they're doing their job. Ah, I might so know somebody they, that works for them. They have an ethic code that they have to follow, kind of like our government, but we know how well that works. Oh, yeah. So Very well. they're supposed to follow that. These come in and do checks and balances. Um, they found, I want to say, three of our board members guilty. I know Blair was one, and of course, Miss Johnson. Guilty so of what? So they got fined and were told to clean up their act. And she actually still has a court date for the second, I want to say it's the second time being in trouble. It might be the third, but in, I think it's the second. In trouble for what? Yeah, what is she guilty of? <laughs> for not following the rules the way that she's supposed to. She has ethic violations. Uh, oh. Do you know what the exact For ethics violations are, though? Off the top of my head, I do not. Um, I do know that they did the way that it read from what little bit I had 
got to see it was a kind of her post not being politically correct. So in other words, calling out white people for not being smart enough to wear masks and for not wanting to go. uh, Basically, white people were ready to go back to school and they weren't as smart as the brown and black people who knew we should stay home and stay online. Oh, come on. Our president said that uh, even the Asian and the brown kids are just as smart and as talented as white kids. Hey, the brown kids got it, man. You just stay at home. Are we quoting Biden? And, and Biden's <laughs> going to send you a check every month. You'll, you'll be all right. I'm just saying our dear leader right. has already gotten this all cleared up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, I mean, it was supposed to be utopia as soon as he took office. I mean, what's going on? It's on back order. It's oh, it's in a shipping container somewhere in the Pacific. But Well, they're still working on his racism. They have to figure out how to clean that up first. Yeah, that's just called more meds. I mean, Kamala cleaned that up by actually being the vice president, I thought, because, you know, she gave him the racist plug and then took it away when she became vice president. That wasn't a coincidence. Well, that's a whole convoluted story for another discussion. Well, let me ask you, Karen. Is he talking about Kamala? (laughs) Kamala Madingdong. Here's, you know... The elephant in the room, kind of, when it comes to education, We're though. Trying to get the elephant out of the room. Get okay. I'm just identifying said <laughs> elephant. Well, I identify. Anyway, as the mouse. <laughs> Fuck that elephant. <laughs> Scare that CRT, elephant. CRT, critical race theory. Has, uh, what is her view, or how does it sound her view has been? of uh such a thing let me guess i do believe she made a post um not that long ago where she actually is for it and for all of us learning about what the indonesian people went through which i find interesting because i know who my ancestors were and she has actually going to have a problem because senator burt jones is actually investigating her for such things um I don't know if they'll be able to connect her with that or not, but there is an investigation going on now. But He's the asked for her to be investigated. The post that she's made, though, um, regarding that, uh, what is usually the, uh, you know, temperament of those? It's usually a she's for it. So she thinks that it's a good idea. From mm-hmm. what I've seen, she is very much for anything where white people can be reminded that we are horrible human beings and we need to ask for forgiveness. What does she think about native Americans? Huh? That would be my well, question to her. I would be like, yeah, yeah. You want to talk critical race theory? Let's, let's go there. Let's go there. She would say that there are fellow travelers on this path. However, their fight isn't here in the school. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm just saying. So like, I guess I'm not allowed what she to thinks. be in the fight then because I am a Native American descendant. Yeah. So am I. Yeah. So am I. Here's the thing. It's obvious. We This this show has done uh, extensive work calling out wokeism and crazy progressive ideologies. And this if any of our listeners are curious of who we're talking about, you can go on YouTube and just type in Therese acting scary and Therese is spelled T A R E C E. And you will see who we're talking about. And she's doing like a tribal war dance in her backyard for black lives matter. Right. So it's clear that she's in, it's in her own bio that she's an activist. She's seeking equity. Um, Now that she's taken over, 
um, the school board and you have children that are in these schools, have they come home with any noticeable differences in the curriculum that they are being taught? So far, no. Um, one of my children is in an IEP, which the online did not help at all. Uh, the other child is fine. And my oldest, I'm not worried about because he has no problems reminding them that African-Americans were not the only slaves in America. I've actually got phone calls about that. <laughs> talk, to the, talk to the gentleman uh, about at that which one. Point too. I asked them to talk show to me the where he's wrong. About that one. Like, show me where my son is wrong because I know my ancestors went to white man's school. Actually, please I, bring up that story because I love uh, your your son, especially that that story you told me. Um, so he was in school, and they were going to make him write a, a paper about slavery and the African Americans and what happened. At which point he basically told them that every ethnic group has been slaves at some point in time. And were we going to be able to include that in the paper? And he got in trouble and he was like, but I'm not wrong. It's the truth. Like my ancestors were slaves. Well, the didn't, Irish he also wanted, slaves. didn't he also want to do a paper on a, an African-American slaver? Yes, I don't remember the gentleman's name, but he was like, well, if I have to do it on only African-Americans, can I do it on this gentleman who owned slaves himself after being free? Yes. And the teacher did not like that and At told all. him no. So then she, I was like, first off, tell me where he's wrong on any of the other information. And secondly, explain why he can't do that. Yeah. It still fits the assignment. But it doesn't fit the narrative. Right. And that is the point that I'm trying to get at is that there's a narrative being taught in schools and that's nothing new, but it's being a little hyper sensationalized in a very particular direction. And I saw on Facebook, which is white man shame, which is white an, man shame, which is an app I'm rarely on. But I, I didn't know who this person was, Dr. Therese, until uh, she was voted in as the, the board director and the litany of friends and mutual friends that I have that are parents were losing their minds because it was just pretty much like, okay, well, this person's already raised a lot of stink about all of this social justice movement stuff, and she's trying to implement it. Uh, now, you can't just come in on day one and say, all right, that's it. We're only going to learn this history, and we're getting rid of all of the assignments you know, six weeks ago. So it has to be slowly seeped in. To where things become unacceptable, like your son's assignment choice. Um, now, this doesn't directly have much to do with what we're talking about, but I think it runs tangently with it. Uh, uh, do they have a, a mask mandate for school children? All of Gwinnett has a mask mandate. What's funny about that is Fulton a week ago stopped having a mask mandate. All of the counties around Gwinnett no longer have a mask mandate. So it's just us. So we still have it. Now we're getting somewhere. Okay, so that's an actual... Gwinnett Strong. That's an actual <laughs> actionable policy that comes from her, and it comes from her office. They like to say that it doesn't, but we were given, supposedly, once we get down to a certain number, it'll go away. Now, and a it, lot of people like to say, oh, that doesn't come from the board, it's individual schools, but... Uh-huh. But now... <laughs> Is there a specific type of mask that they're making them wear, or will any old mask do? Any old mask will do as long as your face is covered. That's funny because, you know, I hear a lot from the progressives 
and from the activists and the people that have been touting equity and all this other garbage that you should follow and trust the science. Uh, am I, uh, was my ears over the last yeah, two yeah, years yeah. mistaken me? No, man. Because yeah. I remember science is in, man. I, I remember science hearing recently that the CDC, you know, the, the arbiter of science has now come out and made it be known that due to scientific research, those cloth masks don't do shit at all. There, there's no real reason to even have a mask mandate because unless you have everybody in a KN95, you're not you're you're in performative theater. And N95 is not going to do it. I'm telling no, you, I'm, no. I'm, 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 I'm hitting at the <laughs> softest point of the argument. Yeah, I know. I hear you. Oh, yeah. but then you, if you follow the science, they actually tell you not to put children in masks. So. So it sounds like yeah, we got a science-denying, progressive uh, BLM activist they don't fit in charge them right. of school. They don't make a mask that fits kids. No. They don't. And that, it, kids that are is, nasty. Let's not even pretend. Kids look, are nasty, and they're yeah. going to touch their mask, and they're going to touch Johnny's shoe, and then they're going to touch their mask again. But don't you find that interesting, that the children are the future and all that shit, but they don't make a mask that'll fit a kid? Cause, and they, we hate and kids. they don't even make a <laughs> hey they don't even make a gas mask if if we get poisoned gassed they don't make a gas mask that fits a kid think about that think about that just for a second hmm why why is that he must hate these kids they must not like kids but okay so karen has there been any discussion or anything on like the student school schedule like is there a deadline or like uh, an expiration date on this mass mandate, or is it just perpetuity? Sorry, I went to one of Once we schools. get our numbers to this certain <laughs> point, <laughs> he is a graduate of Gwinnett County. Yes. Yeah, yeah. What was that? Oh, well, that's cool. I'm from Austell. Hey, hell yeah, good for you. I missed the answer to the the question on the deadline on mass. I'm sorry. There's no deadline. It is a supposedly once we hit the number they want us to be at, then we'll go back. But they've also, which I can send you the video on that. Um, in August, they had a meeting where they were talking about the mask mandates and discussing how they wanted to try, but didn't know how legally they could make mandates for the children to have this vaccine. Oh shit! Did you now? Now I heard about that this week. Did you hear what they're trying to do? They're trying to give kids one tenth of the adult. Give dose. them some microdoses of the adult to slowly dose. build up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and, uh, I, if, if you actually I, look it up, they've they accidentally given over two hundred children the adult dose instead right. of the kids' dose by accident. Yeah, yeah. It, so that, whoops, that's whoopsie. already happened. Whoopsie! Whoopsie they should have had their mask on. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> they couldn't see the dosage yeah. over their mask. Yeah. Whoopsie. <laughs> so, Karen, now, though uh, this, uh, you know, Dr. Tyrese, um, you know, though she's now the superintendent, um, she's still been part of the board for, for a little while, correct? She is still part of the board. Um, well, she but prior is, to this. The superintendent is Dr. Calvin Watts. Mm -hmm. um, our old superintendent was... Uh, Will Banks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they joined her and Karen uh, became part of the board with Blair. And shortly thereafter, when we started having to do digital and everything else, everyone decided 
I don't know who exactly everyone is, but that Mr. Watts was not doing a good job or Mr. Wilbanks, sorry, Mr. Wilbanks wasn't doing a good job. So they fired him. I don't know how any of you feel about money, but I like my money. So they fired him. They had to pay him to pay out his contract after they fired him. They're calling it retirement. That's not what it was. He was fired. We had to pay his contract. And then we had to pay a new superintendent who only took, I think, two months for them to find the same amount for a new contract. But my main point is she was on the uh, board prior to this, correct? Yes, she's on the board. She's been on the board since last year or whenever this January 2021 been two years now of this bullshit. And during the time that she has been part of the board, what are some of the egregious things that she personally has said and or slash done? Okay, so as part of the board, we used to be able to have an unlimited amount of speakers. Now we have 30 people that can speak. You get three minutes. That's all you get. Three minutes to speak. Um, And you have to submit what you plan on speaking about to the board. And they have to approve you to speak before the board. Lately, go ahead, Ryan. No, that's that's problematic on the face of it. (laughs) I would would just put some bullshit in there and then get up front of the board and go fuck off. Simple problem solving uh, lesson here, children. Yeah, Um, you lie. (laughs) <laughs> it's, the, it's the same way that anybody gets through college. You yes. write the paper that the professor wants, wants you to, to write. Yes. You, it's not a platform for you to put your own shit out there. So you get by that. You subvert your own message uh, to them so that you can get your real message out because that's how they got to where they're at. Yes. It's very easy. That's you just ex- do their shit back to them. That's exactly the way you but, do it. But speaking of that, I'm curious um, because I am kind of an outsider as far as being a parent. Um. Is there any efforts that you're aware of or have you heard anything where parents are planning on or maybe already getting together, forming groups, making coalitions to counteract some of this stuff that's going on in our school system? So we are fighting to try to get parents' choice for schools, which means the government has to give me my money back for me to take my kid where I want my kid to go. Oh, that that's not going to happen. <laughs> government does not so ever give anything they're, back. They're yeah. fighting for that. Um, we're basically. also working on, like, thank God for Senator Clint Dixon. He got it to the board panel. They approved it. It went to the Senate for the nonpartisan because we don't want a D and an R by their name. That way people have to actually research before they vote people in for the board. So he actually got it approved with the Senate or helped get it there. And now it has to go to the House. So hopefully the House says yes, Gwinnett can be nonpartisan. Okay, so let, let me ask something. Do you vote for these people? I don't get to vote, but for my district. And guess who is not in my district? <laughs> My district is not hers. So we vote. Um, I'm from, like I said, I'm from Austell. So Cobb County has seven people on their school board. Do you know how many Gwinnett has? 39. Five. Gwinnett has (laughs) five people. Um, We are a bigger community than Cobb. And we have less people to represent our district. That's insane. That's why I said 39. There should be at least 39 of them. My God. 
So she was already got like sounds- seven new neighborhoods coming around me where I live exactly. Seven new places are being built. Gwinnett's the, it's been the biggest growing county since I moved here. Yeah. And for a solid decade. Ninety five. And for a solid decade known as the nineties, it was the fastest growing county in the nation. Yeah. And in particular single years, it has maintained that since then. But it sounds to me like and here's a lesson, children, <laughs> that should be taught in schools. Uh, that sounds to me like taxation or without representation. It does. Just a smidge. Absolutely. And I think that there was uh, a little party that was thrown to let it be known that they weren't down with that shit. So maybe there needs to be a Gwinnett County School Tea Party. So you have five board members for how many schools? Oh, God. Oh, gosh. I think I tried to look it up and it said there was 150 or more. Yeah. Easily. So that's what? Like... If you divvied it up, well, that's like 40 schools a person or something. Remember, remember, you're talking to a graduate of Gwinnett Schools. Yeah. I don't know why you're you're looking at me this way. I can't do that math. (laughs) But, okay, so uh, it's almost like, you know. It's set up to be as convoluted as far. the state trooper that I read about in Washington. There's a state trooper somewhere in Washington State that he is the only state trooper for 510 miles yeah he his whole his whole thing is 510 miles yeah due to lack of uh, lack of uh, density yeah uh, scarcity yeah. of people right gwinnett county needs some scarcity yeah it could use that that's why i say five people for that many schools that's not enough. No, it's not enough. I'm people. curious, Karen. Do you know? And you might not know the answer, and that's totally fine. Do you know if that's due to lack of interest in people running for these positions, or is it set up so that there's a cap on that number? It's set up that way. Ooh. It's set up that we have five. Is that a is is it a political thing? I. It's the way that the map was done. Um, they did reach out to parents, and they gave us two choices for maps to get us to vote on. So parents did vote for which way they wanted it to be sliced out. Um, But there was not an option that I saw where I could say, hey, uh, five people is not enough. Like, it doesn't make sense. So this this sounds like it's a situation that needs to be elevated beyond the school board level and all the way up to the Gwinnett County Commissioner. Um, And so I think I think it's a good thing that parents see this because I would I would imagine that before Dr. Therese came on board that the interest level of parents in their children's schooling was probably lackluster. I can speak from experience. My parents didn't give a fuck who was on whatever board when I was going through high school. Well, the pandemic changed that. But now that you have activists sitting on boards and having actual power over your children, it's going to necessitate actual involvement from parents, which I personally believe is a good outcome of this situation as shitty as it might be now i think the only appropriate measure would be to get involved and to join in parent groups that share similar ideals and correct the wrongs that got us to this position to where one person like that can't hold that much weight whether it be an activist for blm or uh, somebody on the complete other side Maybe especially uh, in the school system. Yes, that's the you know decentralize it just a little bit more, and and have more people that are closely related to your local community be the one that's calling the shots. Because then they have to answer to the mother that they're waiting behind the grocery store line. Because I guarantee you, Doctor Therese probably doesn't even live in Gwinnett County. 
Now she does, but her children go to private school. Oh, <laughs> of course they do. Well, fuck it yeah. out. With that, what that four hundred grand she makes a year? Yeah, she can send them to private school. I okay. Well, in that case, there's if I was going to county commissioner, I'd write a law that you cannot be in a position of power over a school board that you yourself aren't even uh, utilizing. So what? therefore, Blair could not be either because he has no children. What What did they make? What did they make as a commissioner? I have or, no idea. School board. I mean, Apparently it's public they make information. Enough you because when she was fined a thousand dollars, she said, "Well, that's not a lot. I can get it paid off." Well, all all I was saying before is like somebody like me has no business being on a school board, especially saying alls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with a Z, with a fucking Z. Um, but my I'm point sorry, is, you is Gwinnett? You went to school in Gwinnett? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. that's, She's that's got you measured. That's what you got look, to look forward to there. Uh, we're all learning a lot about Jimbo tonight. Uh, <laughs> but my point is, is I don't have children. Therefore, I should not be eligible to sit on any board of any school, right. anything. It's me. Yes. Because what if what I wanted was in the worst interest of the children of the community? And I also think that I shouldn't be paying taxes on the little fuckers um, excuse my language I, I don't think my property tax i don't think i should be taxed that's the biggest part of my property tax 11 12 13 1400 bucks goes to schools and these little bastards are just terrorizing well, everything well but and, if you are paying then you should have some say so in it then if but, it's going to be open the, like this exactly i should yeah i should have say so that all, I mean, all i'm going to, to your board, meeting board meetings you. maybe you could tell them you don't want your money wasted for the 30 leos that they have at the board meetings there you go and now they have metal detectors so Ooh. maybe you could tell them you don't want your money used for that okay i won't take my keys but let, <laughs> i want to go to the board meeting will you when is that yeah let's go to the board meeting there are board meetings every month. Um, it's usually on a Thursday. Ah. We're going. We're well, going to do a podcast from a board meeting. I've got two questions, uh, Karen, based on that, actually, because, um, you know, we've talked a little bit about this. Um, first off, and um, I'm curious, with all the new uh, temperament of the public with everything, the government is putting a lot towards... Uh, people that speak out, especially at meetings as such, um, to be almost directly looked at as domestic terrorists. Does that in any way affect your want? Or have you heard from other parents that it does um, you know, affect their want to speak at uh, so the meetings? That association is no longer a part of Gwinnett. Gwinnett backed out of being a part of the teacher association because of that letter that was sent to the FBI. So the while FBI? that wait was a, a threat wait, wait. and they did come back out and, you know, oh, you found out about me. My hand got slapped. Let me say I'm so sorry for something that I did. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I missed something. What's this? Get <laughs> yeah. back to the FBI. I missed yeah, that. Wait, what, what letter? Talk to us yeah. like we don't know what we're talking yeah, about. We this shouldn't be hard, yes, by the way. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Like you're talking um, to talk your you children. Talk to you like you went to Gwinnett. Yeah. So <laughs> they sent a letter to the FBI saying that parents who speak out basically against them are terrorist and they needed police help which oh. is funny because they want to kick the police out of our school how dare them yes that's insane so terrorists they call the parents terrorists yes they're trying to make the parents into terrorists <laughs> so what happened was it got found out 
they got slapped on the wrist by the parents and told that they were bad. And Gwinnett, because of the bad publicity by the Teachers Association, backed out from the Teachers Association and is no longer involved with them because they don't want the backlash. But yet wow. we're still being censored if they don't want to hear what we have to say. Oh, by we're being going told, to a board oh, meeting. We have 30 people then already. <laughs> well, I don't yeah, need to go to a board meeting. I don't know any of this stuff. Yeah. Now, Karen, um, you have told me, and I, I mean, me knowing Karen, I, she's the perfect person to uh, speak at these meetings. Uh, I mean, to call her outspoken. <laughs> it would be an interesting way of putting things. Uh, I mean, she definitely she'll let you know what her mind is. Um, you're now gonna be, you're I know gonna be her hype man. Oh, oh I'd love I'd love to be. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> anyway, continue. Carry on. Um, so she has shared with me previous to the recording tonight that she is going to speak. Um, at the at next meeting i'm assuming or is I'm it i'm gonna try to sign up for march assuming they allow me to speak i've it, only spoke before the board one time when you submit something to them is it just like the subject matter like a one-line headline like i'm going to talk about you know equity with fifth graders or is it more than that like do you have to submit an entire speech and have them proofread it no, it's just what you want your speech to be about. Okay. So basically, the last time I put um, equality as what I wanted to talk about, and of course I got approved because um, <laughs> they had never seen my name before and they did not connect me to what uh, what was going on. Hey, they've never so, seen our names they've before. They've never seen our names for real, yes. <laughs> They'll remember Ooh. it though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just saying, like, one of our school board members, her name is Karen. So, to be fair, <laughs> my name's not that uncommon. <laughs> <laughs> but would you mind reading us what you are uh, planning on reading? Or is that something you'd like to leave until the meeting? It's something I kind of would like to leave until the meeting. Um, if for some weird reason they decide not to let me go on, I would happily come back at a different time if you wanted me back to read it oh we're, we're gonna need to do an update after the meeting especially if yeah. we go yeah no doubt. we're gonna be talking about it regardless yeah we might do a podcast from the meeting <laughs> well, yes, uh, you might want to record video because you'll see all kinds of fun stuff where people are recording other people's children to try to ag them on to act bad um you'll see People who are flat out calling other people racists and other things and trying to edge them on to get them to misbehave uh, so they can get it on video. Dudes, we were built for this. We were. <laughs> we were made for this. We were. Now, because you see all this stuff happening online and it's like in Spokane, Washington or somewhere in Wisconsin. I didn't think it was happening here because I thought that, you know, our area had it shit together a little better. I'm. I'm I'm a little surprised to hear that it's right here in our backyard, to be honest with you. I, I need to know if you have to have a kid to go to a board meeting. You I need do to not. Know this. Don't bring kid scissors because they'll arrest you. Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, damn it. Now i got to rethink my I'll whole bring wardrobe. my switchblade. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I still got a plastic shift somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a plastic spork. I'll bring my spork. Uh, no, but what I, I, I really do. I want to know if I can speak at a board meeting without having any kids well, if, if somebody, I pay if, taxes 
I well, pay property tax every year. Well, Doug, if somebody with no kids can be on the damn board, then I'm sure that you can speak at it. Yeah. Yes, Blair has no children, so I'm sure you could give your own input as well. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. We See, might- and that's the horseshit of them being able to go through everyone that's going to speak. So it can be like, oh, this person's problematic. So regardless of what they're bringing up, we don't want them to talk. Well, like like I said before. Uh, personally, I don't. I think it would be better that people with children in the system are the ones that are a part of this. However, if that's not how it's operating, and that's not how it, that's not the expectation, I'm jumping. Then in. have a free fucking field day at it. Yeah, yeah. All right. If the if if the teachers are away, the kids will play, yeah. baby. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Wh- which one of us is going to do the uh, you know a whole thing about the Nuremberg Code? We'll just read word for word I'll let that you guy because yeah. you you found that guy. Now there's a guy <laughs> on hilarious. there's a guy online. I think his name is like Alex Weinstein. Uh, he's gotten a pretty good amount of notoriety nationally because he goes to these meetings and he and he has to do the same thing you were talking about, Karen, where you have to submit. Uh, a portion of what you wanted to discuss right, to right. them and then they approve you or not. And you have three minutes and this guy's out of Dallas and, um, and he's gone viral for doing raps about hand sanitizer and vaccines. And he's so over the top saying the words that they say that it makes it obvious how obnoxious and ridiculous that entire stance is. So he, he'll take something like masks are good. And then he'll say, because it because it makes everybody else as crazy as me right. and then I start to feel more normal because now everyone else has a condition. Right. Um so yeah. I, now you can actually see all the board members and all the meetings online. You can go onto the Gwinnett site, you can see all of the stuff that's happened at the board meetings, but you won't see the crazy behind the person at the podium. Okay. Uh. But if you can record then uh then we'll 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 try to change that. Yeah. All right. Well, we're closing up on this portion of the show. Karen, is there anything that you wanted to discuss that we have not asked or that you have not had an opportunity to uh talk about at this point? Not really. Uh just that everybody needs to research before they vote because like you said, um it's a little weird to have grown men that don't have children on the board. So I'm not sure why Blair wants to go over all of Georgia education, but it's definitely something you should research. And he put our lovely Miss Johnson in the chair she's in now. So they really, if they don't like the way her TikTok videos are in her posts, they probably should not uh, vote Blair. See, that's that, that I would be the perfect counter for that. Them dudes on the board with no kids. I could walk in there and I could say, uh, sir, how old are you? Do you have any Even children? In his 20s, I think. Do you have any children in this school? Oh, you don't? I don't either. So what the fuck are either one of us doing here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why, why, why are either one of us in this room right now? And then I would question. leave. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, it's that's the ultimate. I mean, what the fuck, man? If you don't have kids and you're on a school board. Well, and uh, these are. What is Are they pedophiles? <laughs> huh? Could be. <laughs> she's pleading Could the fifth. Be. Yeah. yeah, she's gonna. She's not gonna answer that. No, but here's the main thing about all of this, and that I mean, it's been stated elsewhere, and we've stated it on this podcast that at that level of uh, politics, this is where we should be voting the most because 
by the time somebody's getting up to run for governor or president or whatever else, these are the levels they're usually starting out at. So in order to make sure that the idiots of the, you know, movement aren't the ones put in place, we should be voting more on these low level uh, positions because letting them in, even at the lowest level, ensures that they're going to stick around on layers above that. What do we always say? Politics is local. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. You can't get more local than your kids in school. All right. Well, Karen, we appreciate you coming on. Look forward to seeing you at some school board meetings and hopefully having you on again to give some uh, progress reports. This could be fun. On uh, on our fucked up local school system. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. And that'll do it for uh, for that interview. Oh, yeah. Whew, I need a beer after that. Yeah, one. you do. Holy shit. That was a long episode, Dougie. That was a long one. It was. <sighs> it was indeed. Man, had to get up and take a lap. And uh, that was, that's one of the longest ones we've ever done. Yeah, I believe it is the longest one we've ever done. And we, if you make it all the way to this, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for listening all the way through. Give us a, a rating and maybe even a review. You can find us on social medias if you care. I'm not even going to give it out. Yeah. Don't really give a shit. Yeah. Nobody, um, nobody cares. We may go to one of these board meetings. I don't know. Uh, I'll be sure not to bring up the Holocaust, though. Try not. I'll try to keep that one to myself. Yeah. But uh, anyway, thank you, friends of the show, for listening this far in. And until next time, fucking see ya. (laughs) 